And welcome back to the For Films Like Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian right. and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... <coughs> oh, God. Jonathan Smathers. Who just came down with Ebola. <laughs> Got down with Jonathan. Call. Yeah. It was, I really wasn't even trying to be funny. It was mm. just the worst timing ever. Yeah. That sucks. That's how you start the episode right there. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> Just like all the comments that I got at the beginning of the show when they mm. told me it's like stop burping and, and fucking sniffling. Yep. Like, there you go. There you go right there. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Jonathan. It's been a long time. How you guys been? Pretty good. It has been a fucking long time. Yeah. We, we miss you, buddy. I've seen you like I saw you like a month or two ago. We saw Logan Lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah did yeah. you hate that movie? Yeah, I hated it. I I, I loved it in a weird it's way. It's awful. Yeah. Oh man. Did, did you ever see that? I, didn't see it, huh? I, don't know. I, I loved it in a weird way. The sense of humor is fucking bizarre in yeah. that movie. I haven't seen Chris since we uh, graduated. graduated. That, that day, yeah. Graduation day. God, that's been a fucking while. June 14th or something like that? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris it. was the only graduate that didn't even want to be at graduation. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, no, no, you, you didn't want to go either. Once you got there, I guess you kind of wanted to be yeah, there. Yeah, I was into it when yeah. I got there. Yeah. But you were there and just like, yo. Can we go? Like, yeah, you know. All right, like, I'm leaving you, and then you come back. And you say, "Oh, it's raining. I can't go anywhere." Yeah, <laughs> it's like because I was like, "All right, well, my my parents are here. Like, at least I'll like walk across the stage, and, you know, take the diploma, and then I'll like immediately walk off the stage and walk outside and leave. You mm-hmm. know, I won't have to stay for all the pomp and circumstance. You know, right? But then I walk outside, and it's just pouring down rain. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to sit through this. No, you you know, sit. Yeah, see. I feel like at that point, I already made the committed walk to mm-hmm. the like the outside. And yep. even if it was pouring raining, I would have just been like, I can't go back. I have to, <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> I like that commitment. Yeah. It's just like, I already <laughs> said I would go. I can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> so what have y'all, well, I know you've just been back in school. How's that going? That's fine. Like I finished my, I finished one of my short films, mm-hmm. uh, which was, which was a lot of fun. I, I Did I send that to you? I don't think I've sent it to either of you. No, Drew sent uh, it to me. I've seen it. Okay, cool. I like it. So uh, I finished my short film, the one mm-hmm. that about the guy that kept killing himself and waking up over and over again. Yeah. And it was a fucking experience. It was genuinely an anxious and harrowing experience mm-hmm. uh, for most of those 33 weeks that I spent working on it. Okay. Um, but it's done, and I want to redo the audio, but it's done, so I finished that. And I feel like this weird sense of... You know, pride and also yeah. like, oh, I had five panic attacks working on this thing. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of don't want to fucking look at it again. But uh, I don't know. I guess that's part of the I'm kind of the same way. I don't really. I'll, I'll Every now and then I'll watch something I made. But yeah. other than that, just kind of like it's there. It's like you're there now. I don't need to, I'm here now. I don't want to look too off, much. Yeah. Kind of thing. Something about the creative process is like when, when you make something, you kind of like have a baby. Mm. And then when you're working on it. You just see the baby grow up, and I feel like when you're done, you just want the baby to be 18 and get the fuck out of your house. I guess I can see uh, that. So I'm at that point. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I guess whenever I create something, like I feel like a um, like what those weird overprotective parents, you know, that want <laughs> way too much for the kid. So it's like I'll finish it, like be it a song or a script or whatever it is, and then I'll go back to it, and I'm like, the world should love you like I love you, and if they don't love you the way that I do, then fuck them. They don't see what I see in you. You're great and you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. See, I wish I could have that approach. But my approach is kind of like, dude, you're done. The world is the world is a cruel place. Yeah. Some, of, some of them are going to like you. Some of them are going to hate you. Can't do anything about it. Get yep. the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I feel about him. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, have you ever heard of a rapper named Lil Pump? Oh, my. Escada. Oh, my. 
one. What do you think about Lil Pump? Yeah, I came through and, with the sauce. Oh, yeah, I came through with the sauce. Yeah, bitch, I play Riggs Ross. Oh, yes. I remember this. I remember the son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. And all right, all right. And after that, uh, would you be willing to go to a Lil Pump concert on December the 5th at the Fillmore? <laughs> he was at uh, the Underground, which is next to the Fillmore, yeah. um, back in probably May. Yeah. You know, no, I will not go with you. <laughs> Come on, man. like this, this is the thing. This is the thing. Like I really want to go. Like I, I've been listening to his songs. I will not pay money. To it's see it's that only twenty seven dollars. It is only. That's three months of PlayStation Now. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> PlayStation Plus. Whatever. I mean, he has a lot of energy, and I was just like, I just couldn't see myself going there, and I know that it's going to be all like sixteen through nineteen year olds, and I'm just like, I can't. You know, I can't reasonably do that. But if I can get somebody else with like no self respect to go with me, you know, then. <laughs> but you're saying you respect yourself too much <laughs> to he, go to this. He's got this video. It's like a Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what he says. He's like, on gang, on gang, on mm. gang, on gang, gang, gang. And he just looks. I think I'm. I'm really like concerned. He looks. <laughs> It looks like he's been high for seven years of his life. He's only like 16 16 years old, dude. He's only 16 years old? Why why the fuck are we giving kids Because he came through with the sauce. He came in with the sauce. There is no sauce (laughs) that a 16-year-old can bring that would warrant this much attention. He he records himself like getting Getting topped off, but you can't see anything. You just see the top of the girl's head. Yep. Yep. And he's just like he, he's got this look on his face, like he doesn't even want it to happen. He's yeah. just letting it happen. Yep. What the fuck? This is boring to me. <laughs> look at this. I guess his. I guess his music's uh, hype. It I is. It's hype. It's hype. Like I listen to it in the gym. Like I, I, I really enjoy listening to Lil Pump. Not saying that it's good. I can't say that it's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy I, it. I guess for a workout, but. No. I'll, I'll listen to it on the way here. Absolutely. Just, just bring, bring goddamn You're I'll, declining. The, the, only, the only song I know is the the came through with the sauce. That's the only one. Oh, well, he he has it. Uh, what about uh, I'm on a Molly. I'm on a bean. I'm on nope. a Molly. I'm on a bean. I'm on a bean. Little little pump rich. He finna get richer. I, I pop a bean and then fuck your sister. It, I mean, yeah, he has very very good lyrics that you're, that are very thought provoking. Yeah, lyrical masterpiece. <laughs> uh, question. What the fuck is a bean? <laughs> a bean? Uh, that's a Xanax or is that, is that Xanax? You think? Why are people popping Xanax for a party drug? It's literally an antidepressant. Like it's it's, it's, it's very relaxing. It's, it's very relaxing. But that's, that yeah, doesn't fit with party though. I guess yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. The fucking. See, I only the only little rapper that I heard and enjoy is Little Lil Uzi. Wayne. Oh, oh, Little Uzi. Okay. Little Wayne. I enjoy like two songs from him. Mm. He can fuck himself now. All right. Uh, little okay, Uzi. Yo, is kind of shit. <laughs> a little far, a little have far. Have a little respect. You know, have a little respect. <laughs> he may not make the best music now, but he's a legend. Yeah, no. He, oh, oh, and, and while, we're talk, before. while we're talking about legends, uh, let's talk about Eminem a little bit. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm fucking around. Oh. <laughs> I, I was, like, what, what, like, I was Eminem. like, what's happening? You don't no. like Eminem? Not now. Okay, yeah, his music is hot garbage now. It's awful. Oh, oh, oh watch your mouth. It's all right, all right, all right. It's, it's really bad. Right. It's, no. it's terrible. No, it is. It, it is. The new stuff is pretty terrible. He has not had a good album since 2009. That was I mean, Relapse, right? Relapse. No. Yeah, yeah Relapse. Relapse. Yeah, Recovery, recovery was... Uh, yeah, recovery was like the one that... Like, Marshall Mathers LP2. You better, you better not... That's the, like, probably the one of the worst hip-hop albums I've ever heard. There's like three really good songs on there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a 19-track like album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are three songs that are really good that I go back to a lot. But He's yeah. got a beard now. 
I've seen that. Isn't yeah, that weird. That is. You think Eminem, Eminem, has a weird? Eminem yeah. clean shaven all the time. Yeah. Always has been. Now he's got a beard. Huh. Yeah. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Good old Eminem. Mm-hmm. I still, I still listen to the, the Lose Yourself. Oh, uh, of course. That's song. That, yeah. that, that should, I still get lit listening to him. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. what have you been up to, Jonathan? Mm. Hating my job. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've, just, I've been, oh my. Yo, whoever hears this, tag Lazy Boy Furniture and tell them I said, suck my dick. Because... <laughs> They I, I, once I got out of uh, once I graduated, I applied to so many fucking places. Mm. Um, never got a call back. Right. Never an email. Any mm. nothing. One night I applied to Lazy Boy Furniture. They were looking for a videographer. All mm. the qualifications were like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can do this. Yep. Oh, and they'll even you know they'll train me too if I'm you know don't know everything. Mm. Fine. Right. And literally applied that one night. The next morning they called me to schedule an interview. Mm. I'm like, oh my god. Awesome, and they yes. said just fill out this questionnaire. They emailed it to me, you know, and I and it was just kind of like personality assessments, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not hard at yeah. all. Yeah. Submitted it, yep. and then they said, uh, "All right, we'll give you a call on Friday or Saturday." Mm-hmm. I waited till that following Monday. I was like, "Yeah, I never heard anything." And mm-hmm. they said, "Yeah, sorry, we're opening up a store in Asheville. Uh, we'll give you a call back." Uh, your the impression next... of whoever is talking right now sounded like a high pitched Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Just so you yeah, know. we'll give you another call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bigly. Uh, <laughs> they they say, okay, we'll give you another call next Monday. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear from them at, on that Monday. Waited till Wednesday mm-hmm. and I called them. I was like, and I left a voicemail. New phone, who this? <laughs> ba- basically, never, moral of the story, never heard from them again. Yeah. And That's I was it. so gutted. I was like, dude, don't contact yeah. me yeah. and then not talk to me. Yeah. What, what I think is going to happen is when like, they're done closing the Asheville store, you're going to just be like, ah, oh, fuck that dude. We're gonna, they're going to call you like three months from now, and you're going to be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, got, I got one. Can we uh, tag at uh, Hot Radio 1 and uh, say suck my dick for me? So after I graduated, I was doing um, the same thing, applying to everywhere that I could. Mm-hmm. And there was an internet radio station called Hot Radio 1. I submitted to them, and they was like, okay, it looks like you're qualified. You have your degree and everything. But we were looking for a sample. So can you submit a sample of, our, of your work for, um, it was audio editing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So instead of just like doing um, some like edit that I've done that has no uh, relation to what they're doing whatsoever, right. I decided to form an edit that was directly to like a 15-second commercial that they did. So mm-hmm. I listened to one of their 15-second commercials, and I made one of my own with uh, updated songs and everything. Mm-hmm. And... Never heard anything back from him. God, that fucking sucks. And and I'm t- I put like a good eight hours into this edit for 15 seconds, yeah. you know, because I mean I was really wanting the job and never heard back from him again. No more correspondence. And I'm just like, so I'm like letting my girlfriend hear, then my brother. I'm like, is it like bad? And I just think that is good, you know? Am I insane? Is this what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But, but yo, fuck you guys. That's what. Yeah, that's what Lazy Boy did. They implied that even if I, even if they weren't gonna select me, mm. they would. At least call and let me know. Something. Which employers got to do, man. Yes. Like, just take some time and just say we appreciate it, but mm-hmm. we're not going in this direction. Yep. And that's fine. I won't even be mad. Same. Yeah. If you're quiet, if you just, you know, ghost the whole thing, yeah, that's, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, Th- that's it, the worst It's fucking thing. cruel. Yeah. I hate it. I hate Same. it. 
I, I feel like I have to have a, a product now or, a per, or like an agency mm. that I should be upset at. But the only people that rejected me was Barnes and Noble. So oh, well, I guess, fuck them then. Yeah, I guess fuck yeah, Barnes fuck and Noble. Fuck Barnes and Noble. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sent me an email like four weeks after I applied. But it's actually yeah. very, it's actually a very nice store, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, they did you, they did you dirty, so yeah. You know, so fuck, fuck them. Man. So fuck them. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate the loyalty. Yeah. With friends like you. Hashtag books a million. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Are they still in? Are they still around? Books Dude, a books a million's yeah, awful. Like, okay. Barnes and Noble is honestly way yeah, better than books a million. Barnes and Noble is the shit, you know. But books a million is still in Concord, though. Oh, right. And I hate that store. Books yeah. a million, yeah. I always go in there because it's right where I work. But mm. yeah, that they're it's not good. Annoying. Mm. Right. And it costs like twenty bucks for a book. Yeah, it does. Barnes yeah. and Noble is awesome. it's not that like less expensive. It's just, Barnes and Noble just has so much more stuff. Yeah, they do. Hell yeah. I, I go to Barnes and Noble and I just sit down in the store and I just read manga for like seven mm. hours every mm. so often and like. Buy a coffee, sit there, read manga, and mm-hmm. just pretend that I give a shit about the world. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Have, have you been watching anything, Jonathan? Uh, I, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot better with my TV show. Not getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on, like, season eight of The Simpsons. Oh, wow. Greatest television show of all time. <laughs> I mean, uh, I highly recommend that one. Just mm-hmm. the... It's great, fantastic. It is, but you know I'm not going to do that. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What else did I watch? I watched. Um, I've seen the first episode of Dirk Gently's. Oh, oh no, that's good. The Detective Service. That's I, a really. Good I get a, two episodes. Of I get episode. a memento vibe because more gets mm, re- just more get yeah. revealed. Yeah. As the episodes, because you don't know yeah. what mm-hmm. the hell happened after the first episode. Right. Yeah, I mean, after the episode five, you kind of know everything that's going on. Have, did you have you met the uh, the crazy looking uh, white lady with dark hair, Fiona Dorif? I guess she's with a black a black guy. She's the she's she's the yeah, assassin yeah, yeah. equivalent. She's the yeah. assassin yep. from the first one with the machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who uh, Brad Dorif is? No, he was the voice of Chucky. Oh, um, huh. and he still is the voice of Chucky. They're still making movies, and Fiona Dorif is his daughter. Okay, and ah. she was in Cult of Chucky. Oh, the new one. And she's in Curse. She's in Curse of Chucky Curse, yeah. and Cult of Chucky. Okay. Interesting. So nice. I recognized her right away. But yeah, she's cool. Hell she's yes. fucking badass in that show. I bet. Very gently. I don't that think show that. made no sense to me. Like the first, like the first, the first two episodes. The first yeah. two episodes, I was just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is up? Yeah. What? Time travel? Is this Elijah Woods? Is okay, whatever. I definitely had more time to watch movies because I, I hate I, I hate my job. I'm so ready to leave. Hold on. So no, yeah, just, yeah. Get I, back into that. We didn't even explore why you've been hating your job. I'm just, it's, I'm just so tired of it. I can't, I can't. Like you, would be, you would just be so floored by the amount of people that complain at a movie theater. Like you, you were promoted <laughs> to a management position like six, eight months ago? Yeah, and it's been downhill ever since. My anxiety <laughs> my anxiety is skyrocketed. Yeah. I can't stand it. I want to leave. Uh, oh, my God. It opening weekend, yeah. we had a riot. There's oh, a, yeah. There's a full-scale riot. I, I have footage. I'll have to show it to you. Wow. People, there was a fight out in front of the mall, mm. and then... A big metal fixture fell down and it made a loud bang. Oh, that's but, all you but, need. But people, so people yelled, "Gun!" Yep. And then they all ran into the theater to hide. Mm-hmm. But soon after they started, quote unquote, hiding, they mm-hmm. started looting our concession stand. Yeah. But not really even stealing the food. They would take it just to throw it at employees. Did it? Animals. Uh? Absolute animals. <laughs> I'll have to show it to you. There's a video you can see in one of the clips. My manager just gets. Pegged right in the face by by some sheesh. Like it was so bad. I think at that point it should be legally allowed to have some sort of large blunt object. A lot of people were arrested. um, That's good, but a lot of people weren't. And I'll have to show you the footage. But uh, 
Yeah, it's just been like I'm just getting tired of it. You know, you have had several jobs, right? Yes. Okay. Do you ever? Let me think. How do I word this? I don't know. If ever it's in customer, if it's in customer service, mm. you got to give yourself like a finite amount of time. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to just go crazy. I right. can't. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely at that point. I got to. Mm. I, I need to do something else that's more fulfilling for oh, sure. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. We had a. I work at a movie theater now. I'm a bartender. Uh, thanks to you, actually. So I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're in the but, much more calm, calmer yeah. theater. Yeah. Uh, I don't deal with a lot of shit, but we had one guy get in, uh, in like one of my manager's face mm. uh, because he stole a pack of pistachio, like a pack of pistachio nuts. And then someone saw him and they were like, this guy just fucking stole pistachio. Mm. And then one of my manager went up to him and said, hey, are you going to pay for that? And I was like, no, yeah, I'll pay you. And he got offended that they accused him of stealing pistachio nuts that he clearly stole. Mm. And then got in the manager's face saying, like, I'm, like, in the Navy or, like, in some branch of the military or whatever mm. the fuck. And then, like, he was, like, about to hit the manager in some off-guard security cup, like, came in and, like, grabbed him and kicked him out. And yeah. so we had to ban him. Like, why the fuck do people do this in movie theaters? He, he, used, he used to work there or he was just, like, a customer guy? He was just customer. a customer guy. Oh, what the fuck? But, yeah. like, I've, 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 noticed that bef- I've noticed that before. If you suspect mm-hmm. someone's doing something, mm-hmm. they get very defensive and they bring up that, you know, how they're honorable they're yeah. very honorable because yeah. they were in the military or mm-hmm. something i'm like dude i just saw i don't know who you are yeah, <laughs> i don't know I don't, I don't know what you do yeah and i and it looks very well like you're stealing our shit i mean yeah. i guess the approach would have to be different you got to be know? really delicate it's like hey I just, I just seen you were over there being very um um what's it inconspicuous well, inconspic- inconspicuous that you're trying to do and i just saw you take a piece of candy and put it into your pocket it looks as if you were stealing but I, you're being a 45 year old gentleman i know you wouldn't do something like that maybe you got lost and here's the way to the register so you can pay for this item. Yeah, that I now that, you're guilt tripping them. That, that I knew that you were going to do in the first place. I knew you were going, but I, it looks like you're a bit lost. So I'll, I'll walk you on the way over here if you don't mind. <laughs> then we had like a, like a kid sneak in seven of his friends, having all of them just smoke weed mm. in a theater that sold only two tickets. There were nine people in the movie theater, and it's just like you open the door and weed just hit you in the face. Mm. In, oh, inside the movie theater? Inside the movie theater, yeah. Sheesh. Like, they smoked right outside and then just carried a cloud of weed It's smoke. just like a... Oh, smoked outside of the theater and then walked inside? Yeah. Oh, well. But they, were, they walked in, like, illegally, not buying their tickets. You, yeah, you people are animals at a movie them. theater. It's just yeah. a big place to relax, so they just cut up all the time. Sheesh. That's There's always some crazy story. Oh, man. I yeah. guess that's why I go to the movies in the morning now. Avoid that. <laughs> oh, my God. When I leave, I will... I, I still love to go to the movies, but... Yeah. I, we you know we have a thing where you know it's five dollars on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I'm going, and I'm going in the morning. Yeah, I yeah. will never go to a movie opening weekend. No, 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 never again. Nope, I don't do that. <laughs> I only re- we have like employee screenings. I only go to those. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I I don't only... sit with the plebeians. <laughs> <laughs> I only go to like really late night showings. Mm. Like See, dude, that's that's one of the ones I want to avoid. For me, yeah, uh, really? we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy. That's those. when the creatures come out. Yeah, <laughs> you say you kind of don't. You um, but when we talked about it before, you say you kind of just get lost in the movie and just forget about oh, anything yeah, else or whatever. Sure. But yeah. like most of the time, so the movies that I go see late at night, mm. I'm the only one in the theater. If I bring mm. someone with me, like we're the only ones there. Nice. So. I'm just tired yeah. of people ruining my experience. Yeah. That I feel like that happens way too often in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I see a phone. I can't shut it out. I can't. <laughs> I can't unsee it. Yeah. If yeah. I hear any whispering, I just want people to shut up. I have a problem with movie. breathing. 
I have a problem with breathing. Like some, like some heavy set people. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what. It, maybe they just have a cold. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know, they're sniffing too like much. Like random coughing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, I know you're not sick. Mm-hmm. Why are you making that? Why, why are you coughing? Why are you doing that much coughing? <laughs> don't like it. You're, you're like, not, get in their face. Like, I, I know you're not sick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be sick because they're here watching a movie. So yeah. get the fuck out of my theater if you're sick. So have you yeah. seen, you been seeing anything for free now? Have you gotten that uh, experience yet? The first, the first movie I saw for free was Mother, and in a completely empty theater with nice. one of my friends. I still want to see that. Uh, it's really, it's 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 good. Mm-hmm. It's good in a weird way. I really mm-hmm. want to see uh, it. Aronofsky, uh, I just like Aronofsky style filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, I saw Mother, and I think I'm gonna go see. I was gonna go see Flatliners, and then I saw reviews, and I was just like, "Fuck that." Good. Uh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> you you were dead set last week because of Ellen Page, and I'm like, oh. she's like, I like Ellen Page. I really like her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. But I don't I think don't, I don't like her that much. Way. Nope. Uh, but no, I, just just it's been a dry year for me. Like 2015 yeah. was amazing for movies, and 2016 was pretty goddamn good for mm-hmm. movies. But 2017 has been hot garbage. It's gonna pick up. Yeah. It it's does. Been, yeah. At the end of the year, it's been the worst. Um, Period, like the worst summer for movies in mm-hmm. I think eighteen years, seventeen years. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hot garbage. It's about to pick up. Like, There's a lot of low key movies that are. I'm I'm waiting for like a couple of like like three billboards uh, outside of Ebon, oh Missouri. Oh my god, dude! Mm-hmm. Have you, you heard, heard of that one? Chris? What is what? Uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. No, no. It's uh directed by Martin McDonough, who did Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges. All right. And Bruges, mm-hmm. I always fuck that up. Uh, <laughs> A new movie coming out from him, November 17th. Woody Harrelson's in it. Oh, I like Woody. What's the actress's name? Frances McDormand. From Frances. what? From Fargo. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's got a very Coen Brothers vibe to it when you watch the trailer, so okay. it's kind of funny. And what's yeah. what's the name of this again? It's called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. And so I'm excited for that shit. I'm excited for The yeah, Shape we'll of Water. Yeah, yeah, that was that, a good one. That's the Shape I'm of Water. For. What's the other one? The Water? The Shape, Shape of water. water. Who's that? Guillermo del Toro. Oh, ho. Mm-hmm. All right, it's about on. a it's about a woman I think like the 1910s like military period mm-hmm. uh, that rescues a fish from, like a fish man humanoid from a military facility and they fall in love. But she's mute, so oh, they can they, yeah they don't no, she can't talk she can't talk. A fish man humanoid was Guillermo del Toro's. All right, so this thing's gonna be dark and colorful and. You ever seen yeah. have you seen Pans? Yes. Uh, the and guy the guy who plays the pale man. Uh, Doug Jones he yeah. plays the swamp thing. This is gonna be awesome. All right, yeah. y'all it looks, it, and Michael Shannon. Yeah, it's the bad guy. Yeah. No more, no perfect. No one else plays a bad guy as good as he does. He's I got that wait. face. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm excited for those movies. Hell yeah, yeah. pretty great. Uh, I like. There's one thing I wanted to bring up. Like, we didn't talk about it last week because I it just. What the fuck were we gonna say? Mm. Uh, but like the hurricane thing just happened and mm. Puerto Rico got fucked up. Yes. Really and I'm from Puerto Rico. If any Puerto Rico. Ah! <laughs> Puerto Rico. Ah! How long has that been? <laughs> <laughs> is there a joke I'm missing? I'm gonna kill oh, really? myself. <laughs> Wait, you, did you not know about this? Puerto Rico. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, let's get him off the podcast immediately. <laughs> Anybody that listened to the podcast, they they, they were waiting for that. They couldn't they wait. Were. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we might not have been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, that a, is that a running joke? Yeah, for yeah. like the first, like our first season, I guess we can call it. Yeah, the first yeah. season of the show, we that I was doing that like very a lot. So. Yeah, like every time I mention Puerto Rico, there's a stupid song by some fat dude yeah. who did music back in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. His name is literally Fat Something. Mm-hmm. And he like wrote the song. It's like the chorus is Puerto Rico. Ah! And then like it's it's hot garbage. It's a hot garbage song. <laughs> but ever since then, Chris has just said that every time I said Puerto Rico. Yeah, so. nice. 
Yeah, it's a good recall, um, callback. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yes. But Puerto Rico got hit by the hurricane really badly. And yeah. it, it's been kind of a fucked up situation ever since. Like, even I had a missing aunt that we didn't know of. Yep. And, like, she's fine now. She, like, we got in contact with her and whatever. Uh, but now the mayor of Puerto Rico is asking for help from the states because yeah. there's no fucking way that Puerto Rico itself can handle that with the infrastructure being, like, broken down to, like, 80%. Like, mm. 80% of the infrastructure is just fucked. Yeah. And so uh, she's asking for help from Trump. And fucking our goddamn orange buffoon of a president mm-hmm. uh, went on Twitter saying that Puerto Rico has a lot of depth. Oh, yeah. Like, they have a lot of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of big o- ocean. A lot of ocean water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Water. So, like, he's saying that Puerto Rico has a lot of depth. And then uh, that was kind of like the last thing. It's just like, we'd love to help Puerto Rico. They have a lot of debt. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And everyone's kind of like, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Kind of like, we need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but not too late, not too long ago, he said the ocean water thing. Mm. Uh, they're in the middle of the ocean. It's a big ocean, mm. tremendous ocean. Like, whatever wow. the fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, thank you, Trump. Trump yeah. the geography teacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now the mayor of Puerto Rico, mm. uh, this lady that has been on the news like way too often, honestly, mm. since the whole thing happened, uh, uh, she's like trying to get aid from the states. And the, she did a press conference like not, not more than two days ago. Or she was like, hey, I'm kind of done being nice here. Like, we're fucking dying. Yeah. Please send us some help. Yeah. Uh, Trump has been doing nothing but, like, faff around and, like, complain about NFL athletes. Mm-hmm. People are dying here. We need help. We've got this amount of supplies. and We have already distributed, but we need more. Yeah. And, like, she's angry. She's done being politically correct at it. And then Trump went on a fucking attack. Of questioning he her poor leadership skills mm-hmm. to the country of Puerto Rico, saying that they can't do anything uh, by themselves and that they want everything done for them. Mm. The president of the goddamn United States yeah. said this on Twitter. It's not even a press conference. Mm-hmm. It's on Twitter saying that a country that is dying because a hurricane hit them and they have no infrastructure wants everything done for them. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm fucking sorry. I didn't know that we weren't American citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. What? So I just like the last couple of like I wasn't gonna talk about it because there's nothing that what I say is gonna change what's happening. Like I don't have any of that influence. But like our president's a goddamn fucking idiot. I mean, and, yeah, he's a bum. Yeah, he's a <laughs> fucking he's a bum. Like people are dying, and you're going on Twitter rants about the fucking NFL athletes saying that like it's they don't respect the flag. And then when people call you out on it, you just question the leadership skills, and I just can't fucking handle it. I'm numb to it. Yeah, same. It's like the, it. the players so came out and said, we're, we're kneeling um, to uh, protest police brutality. And then Trump came out and said, um, those Wait. sons of bitches should be fired. Yep. And, and then they all started, more started kneeling. Yeah. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. Every team, do you know the only NFL team that didn't kneel? Which ones? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, damn. Really? Really? Seriously? No one knelt on the Panthers? No. I mean, like, no. No. It hmm. was a no-go. They would not let that shit we're happen. Whole, we're whole team. Teams kneeling, um, or were just a lot of yeah. Well, there, there were a few teams like the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, like all of them did, except for like one or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, mo- it was a lot of teams that did it. But Colin Kaepernick is like a cultural icon. Like yeah. he, he'll go down in history. He would. Like, he started a humongous trend. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess fucker president is what I'm saying. Hell yeah. Like yeah. it's it's sad that it, like on a on a public forum. I'm saying that our president's a goddamn orange buffoon because you would think that being the president would be held in high esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, not really. Not with this fucking cunt in yeah. the presidential office. Uh, so I it don't was, know. Fuck it was, that. It was wild seeing, um, just, just for, for my generation, seeing George Bush mm-hmm. and uh, George Bush Sr. 
and and my 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 my, my aunt, she was just talking about how much of a dipshit this guy is. George Bush Senior, like yeah. he's the worst president in the history of all presidents. If he came to the door, I, I was seven years old. She said if he comes to the door and knocks on the door, it's the middle of the summer. She said and, and it's hot, and he comes and asks for a glass of water. You don't give him that fucking water. <laughs> you know that's just what I remember as a seven year old. Like I don't know anything about politics, but I'm like okay, this George Bush guy is fucked. Like we don't like him, you know. Right. So you know Bill Clinton comes in and see that, but then George W. Bush, like that's my first adult president that I got to witness and then he was the worst president in the history of presidents that was my president that people presidents. told me don't give water to that guy yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> he was the worst of their there had never been a president that bad you know but then comes along donald trump and i seen a picture of when uh well the video when uh trump is being inaugurated mm -hmm. and uh, uh who is it uh, george bush senior george bush jr and obama are all sitting there with each other and talking and smiling yeah. it was like oh y'all didn't like me before but now <laughs> when you see how bad this can really be it's like this guy isn't even presidential nope. you know at least like obama george bush jr and seniors like whatever you want to say about how terrible they were in office at least they were presidential yeah. you know george bush jr wasn't going out on twitter and doing stupid kid rants you know the, george trump was on uh, was on on twitter and um all right so the golden state warriors the basketball team were supposed to be going to the white house you know because they won the championship game um after they won the team was saying they probably weren't going to go and it was getting close to the date to where they're supposed to be going so they asked Stephen Curry, uh, you know who Stephen Curry is. Yeah. They asked Stephen Curry, will you be attending um, the White House when they go? Stephen Curry flat out said, no, I will not be attending. So Donald Trump got up on Twitter and he says, um, coming to the White House is a uh, is an honor. Stephen Curry is hesitant, so invitation rescinded. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? He's not hesitant. He told you he wasn't coming. And you can't just be like, I'm taking back my invite, or you don't want to play with me, then you can't come to my house then. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like such a fucking He's a big little kid. Dude. Yes. He's just a big little it's kid. It's ridiculous. I read. I I heard this thing from a comedian named Trey Crowder. He said, "Going from Bush to Obama to Donald Trump is mm. like having leukemia, mm. <laughs> and then you go into remission, yep. and you slowly start building your strength back up. Mm. You know, you're hitting the gym. You're noticing. You're, you're seeing improvement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get hit by a fucking turd truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get hit by a truck full of fucking turds. Full of turds. Yeah. No coming back. It was great. It I was loved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, fuck Donald Trump, I guess. Is, I'm just I'm just angry. Have point. you heard the conspiracy? I won't go on it too long, but there's like a, a conspiracy going around that he either can't read or he can read on a fourth grade level at best. No, uh, I would not be surprised. He refuses mm -hmm. to read like big documents. You mm -hmm. see it. He'll like be handed stuff and he just, he has this look on his face that he's not really <laughs> like processing, processing the, the stuff on the paper. So he just kind of puts it down. He's like, yeah, I've already read over this. You know, uh, I'll just show it to you. It's I don't want to entertain that too much. Just like the thing about him liking to be peed on. That that could be true. He might not be able to read. I believe but, more of the reading thing though, because I just look at the way he, the way he it, talks, like his his. It's kind of his it's grammar. kind of irrelevant though. You know, it's like what's relevant is like the things that he actually does, like and says. It like just those, already. Yeah. It just. It's just a bad omen, you know. I mean, yeah, you you would good. think the president would be able to read and write, articulate, <laughs> yeah. and read the legal documents that they hand. Them. I mean, he's think, a reality but... star too. Let's yeah. not forget. Yeah. Have um Have you seen a show called The Handmaid's Tale? I really want to watch that though. Is yeah. it was a book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really uh, like famous book. The the show is like was killing it at the Emmys. Yes, it, it pulled off damn near everything. Yeah. I started watching it uh, this week. Brian, you seen the first episode? He told yep. me about it from Hulu. I've went. I've taken six episodes in now. Pretty this good. show is it's the best show that has premiered in 2017. Okay, best show. Have you seen Glow? 
That's the uh, wrestling. Netflix wrestling show? Yeah. No, I have not. That's the second good. best show that is premiered in 2017, so both of those shows you got to watch. Okay. But Elizabeth Moss does her thing in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I've heard like, really good things about it. This shit is dark. It's dark. It's going to make it's going to put you in your feels, sort of like mm-hmm. um, the movie we're going to be discussing later. Like, <laughs> it's dark as all fuck. <laughs> um, other thing I seen was a Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I saw the first episode of that. I was what, working what, at the bar. Yeah. Uh, and I was just playing in the telly. What did you think? Uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah. I like, did you, did you? I've never been a Trekkie yeah. ever. I'm just that's not my world. Yeah. I've been a Trekkie by association. I've been friends with a lot of Trekkies. I have never I've never seen one episode, never seen a movie, never. Mm. Mm. I've heard the reboots are really good, but it's not I'm, I'm not, not, well, not interested. The first one was all right. First the, one was great. The, yeah, the, it was all right. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> I mean, all, all right would be like a seven out of ten. It this right here is getting nine. There's no, there's no review. I think that gives it lower than like an eight point nine. None, nowhere. The universe seems kind of wide now. I feel like I'm already overwhelmed. There's with, so much to watch. Yeah. yeah, no, there is, there is. For but, sure. uh, but start to discovery. I think uh, like the cast is like super fun and diverse. Good. Yeah. The acting is really good, oh, and yeah. the, like the prosthetics are look amazing. Yes. And it's definitely like on the cinematic. Yeah. Approach instead yeah. of like the traditional. The old stuff, yeah. Who's like the top build actor or actress? Uh, it's uh, the. Uh, did you ever watch any of The Walking Dead? Yeah. Uh, the black girl named Sasha. I forget her name. I can't remember. Her okay. Name. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She. Uh, she recently died on the last episode of Walking Dead. She put herself in the coffin and then took the pill so she would come out as a okay. walker. Her. I'm halfway through this season, so thank you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. She's gonna. Yeah. That <laughs> no, yeah. I appreciate. <laughs> I figured that everyone was caught up to Walking Dead. No, it's fine. That's fine. At this point, you know. So fuck that show. I'm not watching it anymore. I fucking, I don't know. I actually had a kind of a vibe. I I know, I remembered reading about her being cast in in a different show. I just forgot that it was Star Trek. So I was like, oh, she probably dies in Walking Dead. Yeah. (laughs) I I got something loose to talk about. And maybe you may have gone through it before just being in like a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. But all right. Now say, say, and and if you know what I'm talking about, don't mention names. No names. All right. So say, you know, me and my girlfriend, we're hanging out with you and your girlfriend, you mm-hmm. know, and we develop this relationship after like a year and y'all come to parties when I invite you. You know, you know how you come to the parties that I invite you to mm-hmm. all the time? <laughs> you, you know, you got to give me a four month notice. I just want to put that dig in there real quick because I've been inviting Jonathan and, and his girlfriend to parties for like two years. They showed yeah. up to none of them. Yeah, you're none right. they've shown You've up to. You've invited me probably twice to a party. <laughs> You're like, yep, uh, Smathers having a Christmas party in three I mean, months. I, I've, dude, I've been to Chris's house for like cookouts this year like at least five times. Yes, number of times. I have not heard a single. <laughs> the, you have, the, you the, have the, not I, said. I invited you to the last one. Okay. Because the one before last was the graduation I invited you to. That one. Didn't show that. up to that. So I was like, well, I'm, why do I keep inviting this guy? Yeah. <laughs> at that point. We'll try again. I'll, I'll probably come. All right. I need... All right, but, but now, but now, but now, I imagine this. All right, so so uh, my girlfriend and um, us, our couple has um, became friends with your couple, you and your girlfriend. Uh-huh. After a year or two, and then we bring in other couples. You know, we're all friends. But then you and your girlfriend break up. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've me and me and my girlfriend have a relationship. Like I'm really you know fond of you in, in the in the group. She's really fond of your girlfriend. You know, so whenever we throw the next party, who gets invited? Lauren and I are actually in a very similar situation. There like, we go. She right. met a lot of, pretty much all of her friends that she's met at her, at her current job are in relationships, yeah. and we have all hung out. And I'm talking like five, six couples. Yeah, they're all everyone's in a relationship, yep. and but no one's broken up yet. So I've, yeah. I've, I've, I have thought about that. Like, who gets to come and yes. who gets to stay at home? <laughs> yeah, I think it it probably be like the girls. The girl gets to come and the guys just because the girl over. the girls are the ones that met at True. work. 
True. Yeah. So the boyfriends. See, yeah. as the single guy, because mm. I, I have no, I have no basic comparison here. Mm. Uh, but I feel like the person that did the shitty thing that caused the breakup mm. is probably the one that gets excluded. Yeah, I mean, so like, so but if, like it's, if, if it's mutual though, yeah, if we, it's mutual, that's a little. And we, bit we're not going to be privy to the the information either, right? Yeah. yeah, I think it gets time gets like the guy who in, who'll go hang out with some of the guys, and then mm-hmm. yeah. maybe every now and then he'll go. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. Is that currently going on? Yeah, there, there's something like that in my click happening right now, and I was just I still want to like. I don't know how this is going to work. You want to hang out with both of them? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I met both of them pretty equally. I mean, That's I just kind of the, what happens. That's life. Yeah. yeah. happens. It's just the first time I experienced it. I'm just like, what the fuck? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hang out with who I like hanging out with more. Yeah. It's one of those, like, social contract type things where you got to, like, figure out what it says in the fine print. Yeah. Uh, that's not always work out. But anyway. That's all I had. That's all you had? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good. Uh... I, I feel like I started watching, like, I said that I was watching Mr. Robot, but mm. I, no, by the the last episode, I had not started watching Mr. Robot. Yeah. Now I'm watching Mr. Robot, and I fucking love it. Yes. That's good. Hell yeah. Uh, so, watch Mr. Robot if you haven't done it. Mm. Uh, and I think that's all I got. I think we're ready to talk about this fucking yeah, movie. we're ready. You good? Mm. Cool. All right, then we'll cut and be right back. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to, supposed it to takes a while, but when I'm in a public restroom, I will... I have to kind of like hum it. <laughs> and whoever's in there is probably like, what the fuck? This fucking, <laughs> fucking serial killer in here. I got to say, I put, I put on airs, you know, because like if I'm just washing for myself, like just now I use the bathroom, wash my hands quickly. Like that shit, seven seconds. I'm going to wash my hands. I know. But, and I, I don't I, yeah. I do not do it. I'm impatient. Yeah. But. Like if, if I'm in a public bathroom and then I see someone else is in there, then I kind of put on airs because I feel like I'm being monitored. So then I'll give a full hand wash. You'll be like, nope, this is a clean guy that just walked out of this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, can't. my first word is like the other day. I spent like four hours googling whether or not I was an obsessive person mm. because I, I think had, you have your answer with uh, spending yeah, that no, long. This googling, <laughs> that's what I can. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I figured after the four hours ended. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck, am I obsessive? I've been washing my hands like on the hour, like three times mm. every hour. I think I'm an obsessive person. I googled it mm. and I spent four hours reading about neuroticism, obsessive personalities, OCDs, and mm. all this bullshit. And then by the end of the four hours, I realized what I had been doing. Mm. And I'm like, I guess I am obsessive. And then I about just threw things. my phone and I washed my yeah. hands again. You like compartment, compartmentalize your obsessiveness because mm. like you want to think about some things, other things. Like I just avoid those things. You know, <laughs> so like you, you know, so like we we'll talk about. Um, this is not the topic of the show. So this yeah, is not. I'll, no, I'll, not. But we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But I think I know what you mean. Mm. Uh, but anyway, we are going to talk about Silence. Yes. Uh, so, Silence. Chris, the Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, uh, give us that rundown. Jonathan chose this movie. He like did. this, this is a movie Jonathan chose. And as I was watching this, no, 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 you think that I'm about to say something bad, you know? But, but as like uh, as I was watching it, I was like, this is the second time, maybe the third time that you've brought this particular type of movie to the the podcast. Yep. What was the first time? Um, a Place Beyond the Ponds. Okay. It's, it's like that's dealing, and I, I had I listened to a place beyond the ponds before I came here uh, earlier today uh, because it it uh, it divided us uh, for morality. Did you know, it, yeah. you mm-hmm. you know. Then I'm looking at, at this one, and then it made me question everything that I said back then. You know, because on that episode, if if anybody wants to go back and listen, Brown was saying that um you you're he, the, the person was given no choice, so they had to do this terrible thing, and then I'm saying you always have a choice. You don't have to do the terrible thing, mm-hmm. and this movie. It's not just about you, you know, what can happen to you if you don't, if you make a choice or don't make a choice is what can happen to other people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, 
the morality issues are so mm-hmm. fucking crazy in this movie. But yeah, uh, Silence. It's a rated R 2016 drama history movie. Two hour and 41 minute runtime. Uh, rundown is in the 17th century, two Portuguese Jewish... Jewish Jesuit priests travel to Japan in an attempt to locate their mentor who is rumored to have committed apostasy. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Apostasy and to propagate Catholicism. Uh, the director and writer is Martin Scorsese. He was helped by Jay Cox and it stars uh, Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson. Yep. Uh, before we like, before we like start any discussion in the movie, I'm curious. How do you think I felt about this movie? Because you usually have a pretty consistent guess on how I feel about movies. Um, I when I watched it, I thought that it was like it was going to be a Criterion movie in the future, so I wouldn't think that you enjoyed it. Okay, you're probably right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what did what did you like this movie so much? Like, what, what's in it? What uh, I made some notes. Um, oh yeah. Can, hold on. Can we go from the beginning to the end? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, how do you how do you want to do it? Okay. Like you talk about the events that you talk about the yeah, events yeah, of the movie. Yeah, the events okay. from the beginning to the end. Like I, I I watched it last night and then went back and watched it this morning and then just like bullet point through. Then you watched it twice. Yes. Good for you. I know it. <laughs> like Tesla watched it with me the first time and I really enjoyed it, but it's like I I missed parts. I think mm-hmm. and the second time just it opened that movie up for me. Martin Scorsese is a fucking master, and I feel like he's. Spielberg and Scorsese are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You know, you, um, the Scorsese would be the head side. Sp- Spielberg would be the tails. Tails never fails. This guy's going to give you the blockbuster, you know, movie mm-hmm. that you really enjoy. Scorsese, this guy can give you multiple layers within his movie. But um, at the beginning, of the, at the beginning of this movie is 1633, and Liam Neeson is uh, forced to watch Christians suffer in uh, Nagasaki in Japan. Yep. And um, through the, uh, with the way that they're torturing them, they're uh, they're tying them up, and they have these ladles that are filled with steaming hot water from the hot springs that the locals call hells. Yep. You know, and um, like I said, they the ladles. It's actually one of my favorite lines. It's like they call them hells, partly in truth and partly mm-hmm. in mockery. Yeah. So they, they have these ladles filled with tiny holes, so each drop of water feels like burning coals on your skin. And the uh, the Christians actually chose to uh, to go through this punishment to um, to demonstrate how their yeah. faith, you know. So they're 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 doing this, and Liam Neeson is is sitting there watching it. But it's the very beginning of the movie, so you don't know that you know the circumstance behind him watching it and why he's not being tortured himself. You just see that happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, shortly after that, we um, we see. Um, there was a letter being written by Father Ferreira, uh, Liam Neeson's character, and it's being read to um, to Driver, Adam Driver, and uh, Garfield's character, Andrew Which Garfield's character. Which is the voiceover that's happening as mm. we see all these images. Which, by the way, I just want to cut cut in real quick and say no, like, yes, those yes. images yeah. uh, the, of Liam Neeson in those springs and whatever they felt like this movie had a lot. I feel had a lot of filmic references to Akira Kurosawa. Mm. Uh, like Ooh, a, yeah. a lot of like when the Japanese are torturing people. Yeah. Uh, during the trial that Andrew Garfield is going through with the Inquisitor. Yes. Uh, that very yep. Rashomon. Yep. Uh, so, like, I, I like how Scorsese incorporated those, like, Akira Kurosawa references mm. in the scenes that were very countryside Japanese mm. shots. And I think they look gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I wanted more of that in the movie, though. I wanted more Kurosawa-esque shots because they looked so much more interesting than every other shot in the movie, I think. Like, more of the landscape? Yeah. 
Not more of the landscape, but like more of that interesting composition, more of that Kurosawa-esque composition where like things were happening in the background, foreground, and the midground, mm. and like everything that the whole shot was like dynamic and moving throughout mm. the entire thing. Like in a lot of the, the torture shots, the shot we smoke billowing the background mm. smoke or fire or something like that, something yeah. very Kurosawa-esque. Uh, yeah, they, 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 he did uh, give reference to Akira Kurosawa throughout the movie, but like, mm -hmm. but I, I think some of the stuff you had to use his own take on things. No, know? no, I absolutely agree. Yeah, but I, I just wish that the, it would like that a Kurosawa esque aesthetic mm -hmm. worked really well for the type of movie that it was. So I, I wanted to see it a little bit more throughout. You wanted to see an Akira Kurosawa movie. Yeah, that's really what <laughs> I'm happened. I actually wrote that down. It's just like I just want to like like in my third page of notes. It's like I just want to watch Kurosawa. Yeah, I was like, actually, yeah, <laughs> like he, he references those things, but like some things are like blatantly Scorsese. Um, oh yeah. Have, have you ever seen the movie Hugo at all? No. It's, it's on my list. It's kind of a kid's movie, whatever. Yeah. But it's like you can see some of uh, his filmmaking from there to here. The uh, One of my favorite scenes was, um, I don't, I don't, I'll don't wait till we get to that yeah. point, but just shots of water and the ocean. Like, yeah. I loved that. And but they I, look gorgeous. Like, yeah. all of the shots, like, most of the shots look really gorgeous. Yeah. I think it was shot on film, wasn't it? I think that I think doesn't, no way. Millimeter? Shot on film? No way. I think so. It, it, has, that, it, has, it has that look, yeah. yeah. I'll look it up at, on break, but, I, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Wow, all right. But yeah, so so they they found out that uh, that Father Ferreira is uh, over in Japan in uh, in Nagasaki, and they don't know whether he's alive or if he's dead. But um, but he's a priest there, and uh, Driver and Garfield they're going to go on this quest to uh, to Japan to find him. You right. know whether he's alive or dead, they're going to find out what's going on with him because they don't believe that he apostatized. They had no. yeah, they heard yeah. that rumor mm -hmm. that he apostatized. Yeah. So uh, so they they get on a boat and then they meet my favorite character in this movie, uh, with Kiki, Kiki, Kichijiro. Kiki Kichijiro. Kikichiro. 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 Loved I love this Kichijiro. character. He's a piece of shit, but I love him. Is he a piece of shit? <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what we're talking about with the uh, the morality issues. It's like he was stuck in the position of given no choice yeah. every single time. So it's like either he can die because, or you know, he can do the thing that he's been made to do. You know, so it's like, I can't say he's a piece of shit, but I can say he is what he said he was. He's weak. And he yeah. said, what, what is, where is a place for a weak man in a world like this? You know, so it's like, I, I mean, he's, what is he going to do? You know, he can, he can be dead with his family if he wanted to. Nah, I man, I guess. You know, yeah. I guess that's his choice. I'll, I'll talk about, I'll, we'll talk about, I'll that's talk just, about him later. They, so they, they make Kikichiro on the boat and this guy is just drunk all to be damned, but we don't know anything about him. He's just a regular drunk mm -hmm. that claims to be a Christian. You know, and uh, <laughs> Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield, they go up to him and they're talking to him. And um, eventually, like, he finally bows down to him, like, please take me home. I'll do whatever. You don't have to give me money. You know, just please just take me back home. Right. You know, Jonathan? Uh, oh, what do you want me to? I thought oh, you, you, had, you had your book open. I thought you were waiting to get in. Well, I didn't want to put in and say anything that was ahead of you. Doing the ba thing. Basically telling the. Fuck hmm. it. Just go for it. Okay. Yeah. I liked that there was no music. Yep. There was zero music in the whole film. False. Are you sure? There was not a, like there was there, there was a monk and like monk uh, singing and um not, not no, but like score. Like there was, not, it wasn't scored. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. scored. <laughs> yep. uh, it was like it added like a quiet suspense. Yeah. And it made the lack of music made every scene unpredictable. Yeah. Anything can happen, and I I really liked that in the drama in that kind of drama. Yeah. Um, I like that in all dramas. Honestly, I, th I think they do that several times in Godfather. I don't. I don't mm. remember. Mm. But in in lengthy dramas like that, I love no music yeah. because I I don't know what's going to happen next. I like that touch. You don't, a know, lot. You don't know the tonality of the scene mm. when when there's no music. I like I appreciated like several things of the movie. That, and the first of all was a like 
there's a really small thing, but I really enjoyed the title card of the movie. Mm. I had a really, like, I enjoyed that title card. Because it was literally, like, thin, scrawly-ass font. Yeah. Uh, and just silence. The movie's in complete silence. And you don't hear a sound until, like, after the Fate of Black happens. Yeah, then, like, crickets and the outside mm-hmm. ambience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I enjoyed that shit. And that comes back to play, like, in the most dramatic moment of the film. Mm. Uh, the the whole thing plays out in complete silence. Yeah. There's not even any foley. So I enjoyed those editing choices. Mm. But that being said, there were a lot of editing choices in this movie that made me go like, "What the fuck? Why is that there?" Okay. And 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 like, I'm interested to see how you guys felt about the, the whole editing of the movie because there was, uh, and I, I don't mean to get ahead of you too, but like, there's a couple of like crossesols that are mm. meant to to translate into the passage of time, like mm. when Andrew Garfield is hiding. Uh, in in wilderness behind a rock, and yep. he's like praying and doubting his own faith. Yep. Uh, there's there's like three crossesolves of him in that same shot in the mm. rock, and I'm just like, those were meant to like he's been here for a while. Like those were meant to communicate that. Yeah. But they just look like weird edits to me. Like why were they there? Like they didn't do anything to translate time. Yeah. To me, they were just like crossesolves that were put weirdly. Like, yeah. They're just, That's something I didn't notice. I, I mean, I didn't think about it, but I do re- recall that. And you're right. Like the only thing that I needed for a passage of time, you could have went from being daylight to dark. You know, with the way they did earlier in the in the film. Or you could have showed me the fire to no fire, like when he went over and seen the fire pit and the fire is out. So there has to be enough. And when he puts his hand to the fire, you know, it's still kind of warm. So you know that the time has passed a good deal. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like there was, there's another like editing choice, and there's a there's a lot of continuity choices that are weird to me too in this in this edit. Where it's just like someone's holding up an object or doing an action, mm. and then the next cut is that is uh, like a, another angle of that same shot, but mm. the thing that they were holding is on the ground, or like they're not doing the action that they were doing immediately mm. before the cut, mm. and it's not like there was like shot uh, insert shot and then another like reverse shot. It's yeah. just like there was like shot reverse shot, and they were like didn't match up in continuity, mm. and like it it fucking bothered me immensely. Yeah. I don't know. Is there like a, I'm trying to think of an example. The only thing I can think of like that was the, um, the crosses when they're being, uh, when they're out by the, uh, the shore, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a, there's a number of guards and people around. And then as soon as the shore starts to rise, I'm like, where's everybody at? See, that was one of them. But the, the one that I was thinking is like, there's a shot when a uh, driver and Garfield are hiding in that little cabin yeah. in the mountain. Uh, and then like driver is like hitting something with a rock. Mm. And then Garfield's like on the standing on the door about to head out and they get into an argument mm. and then like driver crawls back up to like Andrew Garfield's like feet area mm. and then says something and then the next cut is driver again hitting the rocks like similar like it, almost as if they had used the same shot twice mm. hitting the rocks. And then cutting back to Andrew getting angry and not leaving the hut. And I was just like, why the huh. fuck is that edit there? That was like, that was like a bad edit. Hmm. And like uh, another, I know these are like really small things, but when it's a movie that's like this quality filmmaking, you no, you spo- that. that's, no, that's yes, something that you that. would definitely catch yeah. <laughs> more than us, more than it's, we would. I, and like there was one, another shot uh, when Garfield's having tea with the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Inquisitor's drinking tea. They cut to a shot of Garfield. He's holding the teacup like right next to his face. Yep. Cut back to like a wide shot, and then the fucking tea thing is like at his feet. Mm. But in no moment do we see him move the thing down or even initiate the movement of putting the thing down to his feet. And I'm just like, these are bad edits. I don't agree with that so much. That reminds me a bit of. Um, 
the uh, what's what's the movie that that you that you hated for the French film? Uh, Four Hundred uh, Blows. Blows. Yeah, it was like uh, he reached up to start drinking the milk, and then when the milk put, put the milk down, then it's empty. I was like, I understand what happened. Like, I don't have to see him put the the tea glass down see, to know where it, but it, it went. But in, in Four Hundred Blows, that's mm-hmm. a thing that happens more frequently. Mm-hmm. In, in this movie, it happens six times, six mm-hmm. or seven times. Yeah. throughout the entirety of the film, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that it's not a choice; it's an editing mistake. I disagree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, because like I don't. You know, because like, what's what's where, where, what more information do you need from the glasses up in one shot? It's not than necessarily the glasses about down. getting the information. It's how jarring it feels for the, the cut. Oh, how draw! Oh, yeah. I got you. Because I, I know okay. what happened, yeah. but it just feels really jarring when you're seeing a visual. Yeah. yeah. And I see then what you expect another visual, and then that visual is not there. Mm. It took me out of the film. I got and you. It happened. Not enough times for me to think that it was a stylistic, stylistic choice. choice. Yeah. It happened, but just enough for me to think that it was a mistake in filmmaking, mm. that they didn't get the shots that they needed to get those cuts right in the cinema, and like okay. where they were shooting. I can get and on that's that page. What, that's, what, that's why they bothered I can get on that Same page with the process holes. Again, yeah. They looked like, oh, we couldn't wait the six hours to get the shot that we needed, so we're just going to put a process hole to okay. the passage time. Whatever. All right. It's, it's a very small thing. No, I mean, it I'm... Bo- it bothered yeah. the fuck out of Now I'm on the boat with you on that. So right. a couple of editing gripes. I got to ask, how, do you guys, how did you guys feel about, like, the pacing? Too slow. Very slow. Very slow? Painfully slow. Punishingly slow. Pain- painfully boring. slow? Not, not punishingly slow, but it was just like... You know how I've been on this podcast forever saying that no movie should ever be more than 90 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, no, give me long movies, but it has to be. You want good movies that are long. That have to be interesting. Yeah, and I'm, I prefer a 90-minute movie, but I just thought that this was very, very good. Did it you seem know? slow because of lack of music? No. No? I think it seems slow I think because... That, I felt like that's... Topic. It. it was slow for me for topic. I didn't care about Christianity from the beginning or the, the plight of these priests or um or in any of that I just I didn't care you know so it's like it was slow for to getting me to the point of caring about any of this so I I, I didn't even care until the um until until uh, Kikichiro's family was burned alive for that was an hour into the movie like an hour yeah I, I didn't care about the, any, any, anything until the first hour I think think they were they even really explaining what would happen what would happen to people that didn't uh, apostatize or. They, no, abandoned no. the faith until the Kichijiro no, no, no. flashback I, I, where I he talked about his whole family being burned. That was one of the main points that said what, what would happen, but mm-hmm. we get that information happening like right from the very beginning. That's right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we, we see Liam Neeson's character. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, being the, tortured the, all yeah, yeah. I totally forgot and I think, So like, we know what's at stake from the very beginning. I just don't think that... The reason why I think it was it was like punishingly slow at times, it's just like... The movie looks gorgeous, but mm-hmm. the tension that they're trying to build in the scenes, like specifically that the dialogue scenes, or like when we know that there's tension between two characters, and like he might, uh, he might like sell you out to the village or whatever, or, or we don't trust Kichijiro or whatever. Mm. Uh, those scenes, like there were like nine minute dialogue scenes, maybe ten minute dialogue scenes that had maybe five lines of dialogue in them mm-hmm. at any given time, and it's just like they were trying to build up tension, but I don't feel like the tension was built up. Properly, because we had no real characterization of Andrew Garfield's and Adam Driver's character mm. uh, until Garfield's character is going through the torture that the Japanese Inquisitor was making him go through. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. For, well, like for, it seemed like for the first half of the movie, it was just a let's try not to get captured and killed kind right. of movie. Mm. Um, and then it just became the suspense sort of died once he got caught. Mm-hmm. But I love not for me. Yeah. But all right. I, it, it it changed a little bit for me, but um, what was I saying? The suspense. The like, suspense changed once he got caught. Yeah, it just seemed uh, 
it seemed much more high stakes when they were trying to avoid being being caught. caught. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really liked that. And and it just seemed, it was very subtle suspense too, because I just, one thing I've always noticed about it was just the lack of music. Like when they're sitting out sunbathing Mm -hmm. and then they just see two people watching them and they're like, don't move. I love stuff like that. Uh, And 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 it's just, like I said, just subtle. Um, let me get back on the timeline because that's right where we're at. Um, okay, yeah. So, so they, they get on the boat to go to Japan, and um, when, once they get there, they see a hidden native uh, Christians that take them to a shelter shack that's actually on an island where we later find out the Kikichiro lives on that island. And uh, they tell them that um, that if they there's a three knock signal, and if they hear anything other than that three knock signal, then there's a, like a trap compartment compartment door under the floor, and they just hide there. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as they're doing this, they. Um, what was it? The uh, they're sitting outside, and what you were saying, they were just staring and sunbathing, you know, outside. And then through the steam, they see the two native Japan people, and they're just staring at them. With Adam Driver, it's like, what the fuck? Don't move, you know. So as soon as there's enough steam for them to run away without being seen, they run back inside their shack, go under underground, and they're just there. And that's like a, the good uh, passage of time thing, you know, because it's daytime when they get in there. The next time we see them, that's it's dark. the dark middle of the night. So we just know that they've been sitting there, presumably in silence for 10, 12 hours, mm-hmm. you know. And um, we finally do hear something at the door, and uh, they've been giving explicit instructions that there's a signal of three knocks, and that is it. That is the only time that you're coming to this door, you know, putting your life on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Andrew Garfield's character is hearing, you know, someone calling out to Padre and, you know, saying, you know, that we're Christians, we're not going to hurt you, you know, please just come out. And and, uh, Adam Driver's character was like, bro, that's that's not the signal. Like, we're not going out there. Andrew Garfield decides to go out anyway, and he sees um, he sees two men whose fl- feet are just bloody all to hell, and they they, they need what they're, they're what they're looking for salvation and to to pray and to repent. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, how the hell did you even know what we were in the first place? And it was like, oh well, what's the name told us? Um, <laughs> could, yeah, Kikichiro. You know, he he told us that you were over here. So that should have been like a you kind of know that this guy's not all the way on the level, Kikichiro. Mm-hmm. He's already sold you out, you know, one time that they know about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but um, uh, I, I want to go back to the thing you, you were talking about, like the subtle uh, ten, like tension, the subtle mm-hmm. tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that scene in the, like when they're sunbathing and then like they see the, the two people watching them and like don't mm-hmm. move. That scene was good. I just didn't get a lot of that tension in any other parts of the movie until Garfield got captured. You know what I'm saying? I, I also felt like there's a lot of tension when the fake Inquisitor, well, not like an extension of the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. comes to that village and mm-hmm. he starts saying like, "We're gonna come back in three, in three days. days mm-hmm. Have information, or we're taking four host- three hostages, four hostages." Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. And thought like, that was good. Good suspense. Like the, I think that the first half of the movie, like the first hour and twenty minutes, maybe it's like that. Don't get captured, and then like mm-hmm. right when we see the Inquisitor come over, that's when we start seeing a shift from like don't get captured to like our choices can affect the lives of these people mm-hmm. kind of tension. But I just feel like the first half of the movie, the don't get captured bit, could have been more tense than it was because I, I and, and given me more character moments. We got character moments in those in those like masses that they held. In the moment that they're hiding in, inside the cupboard, because like we see that Garfield is a man of strong faith, mm. and that he wants to help as many people of, of faith as he can possible. Mm. While uh, while Driver's character is a little bit more subdued, and he gets easily frustrated, and he's more of a human condition kind of guy, and he's weaker of faith. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so like we see those character-driven moments in that first like half of the movie, mm. but like 
from those like tense moments, like the space between them is so long, and they don't get any new information from these characters in that space between those moments, that I feel like it kind of it kind of killed a lot of what I could have enjoyed of the movie. Oh. I feel like that first hour and a half could have been like maybe. 45 minutes. I don't know if it's necessarily new. It's not new information, but you get information that's expounded upon. You know, because right. before we know that uh, Kikichiro is a, uh, it says that he's, he's a Christian, and then a, uh, he gets, they finally get to Japan, and it was like, no, uh, Kikichiro, he is a Christian. He's a Christian, you know, he just, he, um, he's done some things in his past. He decided, he, he renounced uh, his Christianity, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, you don't understand the circumstances behind it. Like, he actually is a Christian. And so up until that point, we're an hour into the movie, and we just know Kikichiro as a drunk that has told people that the Padres are at a, a shack that he shouldn't have told them about. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all we really know about him so at this point um garfield gets on a boat and um, he's about to go to another village that they told him don't go to the other village we, we never go there we don't know anything about it we don't go to that village he's going there and kikichiro tells him about uh, how uh, once he gets there kikichiro tells him how he abandoned his christianity mm -hmm. and by stepping on the um the, the body of jesus. of jesus the image of jesus and his, the rest of his family refused to and he only did it to to save his life you right. know otherwise and what, while i was watching this movie with with uh, tessa it, it puts you in a position you know it's like what do you care about enough to be burned alive you know like what, what do you care about that much it's like he like the family is like they cared so much about their faith and their beliefs that they were they took they they chose to be burned alive you know and he was like no i'm not gonna take that choice that's not a choice to me i would i would just do whatever you tell me to do so that's why awesome. i don't film as like a terrible person it's i mean just i like, like i think kichujiro's character was one of the most interesting characters in the film yeah yeah I feel like you didn't say that earlier, but I, I said he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He kind of is, but he's one of the most interesting characters in the film. I, I liked. I felt like he was there to help develop Andrew Garfield's yes. character, yeah. yep. and I and that's why I liked him only for that purpose. Yeah. See, I, like, I, I wanted to. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Yeah. I, I wanted to know more about Kichijiro. I wanted his story instead of Garfield. But I kind of already got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't yeah. really. It just seemed he was just solely there for the purpose. He was just the. To develop another character. To test yeah. Andrew Garfield. And I liked that it seemed uh, there was a big plot twist shift mm. for Andrew Garfield. You think, oh, if he gets caught, he's going to just die. Mm -hmm. But they say when they catch him, because he gets sold out by Kichichiro. Mm -hmm. And then he said, uh, you know, it's about, uh, you know, we don't want to kill you. Because that's just going to make Them other Christians stronger. You know, yeah. martyr, martyrs. And... uh it's more about we want to set an example, and nothing's going to shake these people more than seeing their a priest just renounce, it, renounce yeah. the faith. Yeah. Uh, so I liked that it seemed like more of they're avoiding death, mm -hmm. but then now he it's just more of a battle with himself once yeah. he gets caught. I liked that a lot. I were you surprised by that though? Because that's exactly what happened to Ferreira's character. Was I surprised that he? Were you surprised that the that the Japanese Inquisitor was going to do that to Garfield at all? Like that, like he wasn't going to kill Garfield. He was going to just essentially wait till his heart broke mm -hmm. and then renounce the face like Ferreira did. Well, we don't really know what exactly Ferreira. happened to Ferreira, Ferreira. Yeah. and hey, he could have been he could have been dead. I had a feeling he wasn't dead. Yeah. I knew we were probably going to see Liam Neeson again. Mm -hmm. right. um, I knew, like, like for me, like I knew he wasn't dead. 
Um, we had no information about it, but right. just from being uh, movie buffs, we know that we know that. But the casual viewer, they may have no idea. I really didn't know what to expect once he got caught because I knew he was going to get caught eventually. Mm-hmm. But right. I, I really didn't know what what sort of like trial he was going to have to go through, or if he was just going to be tortured. No, we didn't until he and. and See, I think that that might be why I didn't enjoy this movie nearly as much as you did, maybe, because mm-hmm. I knew that the moment he was captured, the morality of the movie wasn't going to be like, whereas a man cares enough about his faith, it was going to be like, is a man care enough about other people yeah. the way that a Christian does to sacrifice his own, like to do an act of sacrifice for somebody. Like, that's what the movie's about. Like, does mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield care enough about human lives to sacrifice, to do like an, like an ultimate act of love? You, that's you did, what it was. Why, why didn't you like that, though? Uh... I I just I'm not I just wasn't enthralled by anything. I wasn't interested. I wasn't intrigued. I knew what was gonna happen. All right. So like I just I just wasn't I was just caught by the intrigue. Like I like the morality of it. Mm-hmm. I like what the movie was trying to say. But I think that the way that it was presented, it was just kind of like I could have done with like maybe 50 minutes less movie, and it still would have had the same effect for me. I could have done with 45 minutes less movie, yeah. you know. But I was very much in, interested. No, I like, said 50 minutes. Not 50. Oh, 50. Yeah, oh, no, done, no, you I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like the, the scene where um, where uh, Adam Driver and, and Garfield are being read the uh, the document that the Ferrero wrote. Mm-hmm. That's like a 10, 12 minute scene. Yeah. It was like you can you can splice that up to a minute, two minutes tops. Like I don't need that full on introduction of both of those characters and reading that. You know, we yeah we can cut a lot out. But that being said, all that lengthy time mm-hmm. does something for the movie. Like it sets the tone for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a thing that I don't particularly enjoy. I mean, no, no, we can't say good or bad. It's just, like I said, it's perspective. Like, some people like the the long drawn out, and some people do not. And I just do not enjoy drawing something out when I get the point, you know? I liked the dialogue a lot, and I think that really helped with the length of the the film. Mm -hmm. I liked Andrew Garfield narrating it kind of in the past tense, for the most part, while he was, uh, while this stuff was happening to him. It felt kind of like an like an autobiographical novel in a mm-hmm. way, and I and I liked that touch a lot. I was very, I, I really, really, really liked the the dialogue a lot. Yes. I think everyone spoke really eloquently, mm-hmm. um, and I loved the, the back and forth conversation between Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield at the end, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, where he's talking about this place is a swamp. You plant a sapling, the roots don't take mm-hmm. no, right. the tree didn't take roots or something yeah. like that. It was all just really, really pleasant words, yeah. and I think that made the almost three hour movie bearable for me. And it, and it kept me interested because mm-hmm. especially because the first time I saw it was in theaters and I, I liked the movie, but holy shit, when I got to actually have subtitles, cause I, <laughs> cause I have it on DVD and I, I got to just read what they're saying. And I was so in, uh, my interest was a lot higher the second time around. Cause I was Same. able to see what they were saying. I can see that. Yeah. I can see what the dialogue would look like. The dialogue like really, cause I agree. Mm-hmm. There are probably some scenes that are way too long. Um, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, first hour, but all the dialogue, even when he's had the dialogue he's having with the villagers that have taken him in and kept him safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved it. I loved it all. I thought it was really well written. That, that's what, that's, that's what gets me about this movie. Like, I feel like, like the last hour and a half of the movie, I legitimately enjoyed, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the last hour and a half of that movie. What is that first hour that fucking killed me? Liam Neeson's got some of the best lines, but yeah. yeah. Um, I agree because it's more hiding silence, um, yeah. and like I, it, and I don't even I don't even have a problem with like that kind of like quiet movie. I just have a problem with the way it was presented to me in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't care about because if I care about the characters, I can get away with like listening to 
like 25 minutes of like them hiding or like 50 minutes of them hiding from other people because I care about the characters and I care about the tension that they're going through and I, you can I can sort of empathize with that in a way that makes me involved as an audience member but I just didn't get enough information from Garfield or Adam Driver and I don't think it was, that was supposed to happen I think we it was just a thing like this priest has been captured we got to go find him let's not get caught so I don't really think we were supposed to well Maybe a little bit, but I think we really got into Andrew Garfield's character yeah. once he got caught, and I I was okay with not really because I kind of agree I didn't really he would have narration mm-hmm. and I made me care about him. I started to care about him because he talked about like the sort of personal dilemmas he was going through. Right. He's like they rely on these physical things for their faith and not actual faith itself, mm-hmm. and I, I liked that. But it definitely seemed like once he got caught, then I started to really care about him more and then he had all those conversations with the inquisitor which i loved i loved yeah, the, ba- really the back and forth dialogue between the two people in that show all right maybe i'm trying to get back on track because y'all skipped to the end of this movie and i haven't even made it to half the halfway point <laughs> all right, of, 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 all of right. this movie all right so uh, we, we finally got to the point to where um <laughs> let's see where were we at the, the christians and they're all promises at the end uh, so they decide to go outside during the day and they're caught they go on the underground yada yada so uh, garfield gets on a small boat and goes to the village kikichiro tells him that he abandoned his christianity to live now when his family didn't abandon their christianity what i thought was was fucking brutal like they're wrapped in straw so they're able to catch fire that much easier and burn and be in that much more agony. And if you, you've seen Game of Thrones before where the little, the little girl is uh, burned at the stake, uh-huh. this right here is the best burning. Have you seen a burning better than this? There's a, not, not, the one, not the one where the, uh, the family is on the, on the straw, uh, wrapped in straw and put on like a fucking hot plate and they have the mother on top of everybody and her eyes are bulging out as she's screaming because her, her family, like her daughters, her sons, and her husband are all under her, you know, being burned to a crisp and she's just in agony. The next shot that they show is like the eldest daughter and maybe a husband and they're, they're standing up on a mm-hmm. stake with their arms tied and being torched alive. And the girl, they do a close-up on her face as the flame engulfs her, and then skin just starts to melt away. You see it probably for a millisecond. It's, it's, it's so short, huh. and 100% is there because I'm into that kind of stuff. Right. I, I, I paused it, and because like they, they give it to you for a half a second to show the skin coming away, the flesh coming away from the bone. I was like, fucking Hey, then they then they do a wide shot of the um, the husband or the male that's falling down from being burned alive. So it just it shows you like the position that uh, Kikichiro was in. You know, it's either you put yourself to be wrapped in straw and burned alive for something that you believe in, or you can live to to walk another day. And he chose to not be burned alive. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, let's see the next thing. So uh, we see we see uh, that Garfield was there, and uh, like we were saying, they're going to kill four people. One of the people that they suspect of being a Christian, plus three more, if they don't come out and say who is out here, who is the uh, the heart of this Christianity that keeps this thing going for them. So they all go back, and then they decide that. Um, the, the, the regular guy that said he's been doing some uh, Christianity teaching and baptizing mm-hmm. people there, he said, okay, I'll volunteer. I have favor with the Lord. I'll, I'll be willing to Ichusa. sacrifice myself. Yeah, his yeah. name was Ichusa. Ichusa. Yeah. So uh, he, he decides that he's going to um, sacrifice himself. Another guy that's with him, he decides that he'll sacrifice himself with him as well. And a third guy, after a few moments pass, he decides that he's going to be the third. So now they're looking around like it has to be four people. It's not three, they said four. So then it becomes a mob mentality. Everyone 
one is going in on Kikichiro. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, you're not even from the village. You know, well, they're not going to care about you. They'll be leaning on you. We'll just nominate you. And this guy's like, what the fuck? Like, I've I've already paid for my sins. I repented. I found the, the Padres. I brought y'all, the Padres, to y'all. Like, I've done everything that I've could. Like, I've, I've made a mistake with my family earlier, but Padre, don't let them do this to me, you know? Right. And they, they just go full mop mentality on him, and then they nominate him. Now he's going to have to presumably give his life in order for the rest of the village to live. Right. They um, they get there, and um, they, they make him do the same ritual. You have the uh, Jesus that's on the ground, and I love the, 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 the visual of that each time they do it. You know, they have the, uh, the Jesus uh, symbol on the ground, and the camera's always directly above it, looking down on the face of Jesus mm-hmm. each time. But uh, they put all four of them right there in a line, lined up, and one at a time, they have them go up there and step on it. Now, we've seen earlier um, people that have been reluctant to, uh, to step on the, uh, the image of Jesus because of what that means. But these people have gone through so much that it's, there's not even a reluctancy at all. It's just something we're going to do, and then it's just we won't even think about that. We'll still be Christians in our hearts, and with, with us, we'll still do the Buddhist thing that they want us to do, but we're just going to try to live you know, but right before now. before that, uh, Andrew... Uh, Garfield's character had said that it's okay to trample. Yeah, uh, trample. I thought yeah. he said tremble. No, trample, trample. trample. It's okay to trample. trample. Okay, that makes trample more sense. Trample and Jesus. But yeah. Adam Driver was like, he said, no. no, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was asking for courage, and he was like, well, what if I, what do I, well, what trample? Yeah, I thought he said tremble. That makes more, a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. said, uh, he said trample. It's okay to trample, trample in the image of Jesus. Yeah. He knows, because he sees you, he sees yeah. what you, he sees your suffering. Yeah. And he knows that he will accept you regardless of whether you step on on his symbol or yeah. not. And that comes back to play at the end mm-hmm. when finally Andrew Garfield to do it apostatizes. Mm-hmm. That comes back to, which yeah. I thought, but I know you're on the timeline. No, no way, yeah. That scene was fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated oh. the fact that Jesus talked to Garfield through that stone. I hated that close-up. All right. The moment where he stepped on Jesus was fine. Mm-hmm. The moment immediately preceding that moment fucking pissed me off. <laughs> where he fell to the ground? No, he's talking about the Jesus voiceover where Jesus saying it's okay. Step on me. Yeah. yeah. I know your pain. Step. It's like, shut the fuck up. Stop. That bothered me. Uh, all right. But <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> it just looked ridiculous. Okay. I bet. Um, I feel like that, he was probably just honestly hearing Jesus. Yeah, the same way. Yeah, yeah. The same way that huge he's seen, man of faith. The same way that he's seen Jesus in himself inside the uh, the, the the puddle of water. Yep. It's like that's. I don't think that really happened. No, of course you know, it but didn't that's happen. that's what. But that's the same thing. He didn't really hear that, yeah. but he did. But it was just it was just a ridiculous. The con- the context of the scene is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous looking. It just, just looks silly. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it's going. All right. So, um, so yeah, so they tell him to step on this image of Jesus, which they do very quickly without hesitation. And it was like, hold on. I feel like I'm being duped here. Yeah. Y'all are just doing this. Y'all did a little bit too easily. Let me bring out the cross. So he brings out the cross and it was like, well, if you're really not a Christian, spit on it then. And call your virgin a whore. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he brings the cross to him and one by one, you know, three people in a row, they're just like, nope. And they're putting it, he's putting it all in their face and they refuse. And he's giving them ample time to do it as well. Yeah. And they're just refusing to do it. It comes down to Kikichiro and he thinks about it for a minute. And once again, he folds, he does it again. Mm-hmm. You know, he spits on the image and, um, oh goodness, like he, he lives. But uh, later on we see that, um, we'll see. Oh, those, those three people that, um, this was, that was the best scene for me. The uh, the three people that refused to uh, to step on to spit on that image, mm-hmm. they were put on crosses and put right at the um, what we call the shoreline, I guess, yeah, yeah. like a shoreline, hung on crosses, put on a shoreline, and just waiting for the incoming tide to eventually just wash you away. It it took you know the, the one guy died one one guy died immediately. Um, the guy that that volunteered uh, the mm-hmm. third person. 
Hmm? You, the, the old guy? No, 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 no. There was the, just like a main, yeah. there was like a third character. Oh, yeah, the no third, the really third, the third guy that just volunteered. Yeah, yeah. but the, the old man he died within maybe an hour or so. We don't really know. He he just he Paradiso, I guess they call it Pariso. Yeah. yeah, Paradise. He called for Paradise and let his soul leave his body, and he died. The middle guy, he's sitting there still so much in his faith that as his 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 friend in faith dies, he's asking Jesus to accept his friend's soul into the, the kingdom of heaven. You know, and then just sitting there and being tortured and suffering as each crashing wave of salt water is just t terrorizing his body mm -hmm. for four days as the village watch watches on to this extreme amount of faith. On the fourth day, when he finally is ready to die, he sings out a song, and the That's entire hymn. Him, yeah, yeah. I guess that is a, a hymn and a song will be different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just a random song; it's like a religious it's, song. It's a religious song. Yeah, yeah. He, he lets out a hymn. The entire um, the entire community is just stark silent, listening to this, and it's it was one of the most beautiful. Be uh, what? You're Can you good. guys hear me? No, I think the headphones the headphones happened. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we had a minor tango yeah. fluke. It's fine. But yeah, it was it was one of the most beautiful scenes to me as he mm -hmm. as he was singing and uh, people were just watching his his pain. Yeah, it was amazing. For me. I, I think that scene was like it was really gorgeous too. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I want to because you chose this movie. You obviously like this movie a lot. Mm -hmm. But did you feel like a lot of emotional feedback coming from this? Did you feel anything a lot of the time for this for for these characters in this movie? Yeah, I thought it was really really. It was very sad. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I I really felt for. I know. I think you disagreed, but mm -hmm. I I really felt for the kind of plight that Andrew Garfield was going through. I didn't really care too much about Adam Driver. I think he was just yeah. there to challenge. Yeah, Garfield. yeah, he was just there to be like that obstacle. For um, Garfield. I, I loved the stakes. I I liked what what sort of the question of morality and. Uh, I, I just really, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Cool. It's hard to describe it, I guess, but that's a weird thing. I, I, I just, I, I definitely like, like up, up the gravity that. of the situation. I just, I, I, I really felt, felt like he just went through so much from mm -hmm. beginning to end, and I that made it really good for me. And I loved the payoff at the oh, end. Yeah. Yep, definitely so. Um, let's see. So, so we got driver where well, Garfield goes back to that Island that Kikichiro lives at after those three men have been killed. He goes back to the Island and he runs into Kikichiro where you were saying that he was hiding behind that rock. Yeah. He's back on the Island again. Kikichiro was like, he gives him a little bit of something to eat, which was, I thought was a really good scene too. Cause, um, he's been out there without food and without water for a very long time. Kikichiro brings him in and he heats up some food. It looks like a fucking worm of some kind a fish, a fish? Yeah, yeah it looked terrible to me though so so he um he's, he's about to give him this uh this burnt ass fish and he was like i hear eat i know you haven't eaten in, in a very long time mm -hmm. he stands he sits there for a minute and then he eventually like eats half of it and then kikichiro is staring at him like what the fuck padre you didn't pray yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't say that you know to him but it was just like whoa what the fuck like what's what's going on with your faith and that's that's the first time that i see someone from the outside you know questioning his faith without verbally doing it the uh the next time well in, in that scene kikichiro also tells them you should be on alert because while you're here they're offering 300 uh 300 silver coins you know for you to come in alive and he was like well that's that's more than they gave judas they only offered th 30 for him yep yeah and i i was actually really annoyed at that scene <laughs> why like and he's playing that because it, it like like, going for what the movie was going for, like, mm. I feel like definitely, like, Andrew Garfield questioning, like, his faith yeah. is, like, a really big point, like, a very big thing from this point onwards. Yeah. Uh, but, like, him saying that, 
just hit me. It's just like religious people are really like this religion. Mm. It's really just a prideful thing. Oh no! Like oh like, no! Judas, no. they gave Judas thirty, and it's no. just like nope. What nope. do you mean? It's, it's like this thing. It's like the, what about the uh, Kikichiro's father? Like that, he didn't die for pride. He died for like belief. Like he genuinely no, believes. I'm talking about like like for Garfield's character, there was like a sense of being like proud, and like this comes back at the end because like uh, Liam Neeson's character says like they're they're not dying for Jesus, they're they're dying for you, for you. Yeah. and they don't have the pride to compare themselves to Jesus. But mm. he, like Liam Neeson knows that Garfield is comparing himself to, to himself to Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, he went through the same thing. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that is, like, the first example of, like, this religious um, outsiders mm. that are coming in to bring the religions being selfishly prideful about mm. their religion. And and I, I really I really hate religion mm. uh, as a concept. So, like, the, it, it's very hard for me to empathize with this movie. Mm. Uh, because the movie is definitely about the plight of, like, religious people trying to bring religious into a thing. And then yeah. finding out, like, being stronger in their faith at the end of the movie. Mm. Uh, I, I I just didn't I I couldn't get a note of that anger that I had for the pride, and it didn't let me empathize with Andrew Garfield's character. Which at the end of it, it's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you did the ultimate act of love for sure. You sacrifice your faith for the safety of these people, um, but you also put them through a lot of hell because you were too prideful to admit that their religion doesn't work here. I, I thought you may have uh, empathized with uh, Kikichiro, if anybody. I, I I thought it was the most interesting. Yeah. You know, he's, he's constantly put in, in these no-win situations throughout the entire movie. Uh, right there where uh, the last last left off, he's saying there's 300, coin, 300 coins of silver, you know, if you're captured. Uh, he leads him to be captured, you know, the very next morning. You know, it was like, um, I'm going to go show you where there's a well for water. He leads him to the water after feeding him the night before and just sells him out. And they throw the coins at his feet. He says he never took the coins, but it's just a constant, a... Um, it's just a behavior that, a that is consistent, you know, yeah. for Kikichiro's character. It's like, I, of anybody in that entire movie, that's the person that I enjoyed on screen the most, Kikichiro. Same. I, I enjoyed him the most, but I didn't particularly empathize with anybody. I feel, I feel. You brought up a good point. It did yeah. seem more, it was just a question of Andrew Garfield's pride, not just yeah. being yeah. resilient in his faith. I didn't... But I mean, he. But they. They. We ended off with him losing that pride and just having the faith. Yeah. You know, even the, the last scene, the last... Five minutes. They're saying that, um, yeah, they, no one ever seen him pray. Uh, he wasn't. He renounced all um, Christian things. Yeah, even when he died, he didn't even let out a prayer. Right. But then we see his wife. You know, she writes him a note. We don't know what that note is. You know, puts it in there. And the the last shot is him holding the uh, crucifix in his hand as he's being burned. Well, you know? the thing was, I felt like he was already doing several undercover things because yeah. he heard Kajichiro's confession. Oh yeah. And then I think uh, the fact that his wife put the cross in his hand mm-hmm. showed that they probably practiced it yeah. in secret. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and like, in terms of, like, filmmaking that last shot of him, like, holding up the cross, mm. I, I felt like we didn't need that shot. Ah, uh, we did. I was completely what? aware that Andrew Garfield had still been practicing the faith. Of course, yeah. Uh, same with Ferreira. Like, I knew that all of them had been practicing the faith in secret. But you still got to see. Maybe it's, not, it's maybe like, not, maybe not. 
going inside and looking at the burning body, but yeah. maybe maybe seeing his wife put the cross in his hand. Right, yeah, right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Okay. That could have been Because I knew, I knew that she put I wanted to see the hand. cross in his hand, though. Yeah, sure. we got to see the cross. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like we know that Liam Neeson isn't dead, but if we never see him throughout the entire movie, it's just us being movie buffs knowing that it, that he's not dead, but we never get to see it. Well, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it's not even like a movie buff thing. I just feel like all the information that led you to believe that Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield were still practicing Christians mm-hmm. existed without that shot of him holding the cross. As he how, if they, how so, if, though? If they never show Liam Neeson in the movie, again do we need to do we need to see Liam Neeson to know that he's alive no no Liam Neeson had a point in the movie Liam Neeson showed up because he he had a point it was like to rid Andrew Garfield of that pride yeah so like I'm fine with Liam Neeson no but I'm saying like we we like I'm saying I'm saying as movie buffs we knew that Liam Neeson wasn't dead regardless of any of the information that they gave us at the beginning of the movie that Liam Neeson was alive and he was still uh, within his Christianity, at, uh, even even if just a minute amount, mm-hmm. like as a movie goers, that's something that you knew early on that you were angry at, and that I knew very early on as well. Mm-hmm. But did you need to see Liam Neeson in order in order to confirm what you knew? Uh, no, I, was, I, I didn't need to see yeah. it either. But it's just it's it's not fact until we actually see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that like that's the thing. Like maybe I I maybe I. I'm bothered by the fact that the ending of the movie was so clear cut when the rest of the movie was trying to not be that. I think they had to have a fact of it. I mean, it's just you. I don't. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's dependent because yeah, I like yeah, the ambi- it's, it's I like ambi- I like ambiguous things myself to like open ended things as well. But this right here just kind of solidified the ending of the movie for me. Nah, it, it just it just felt unnecessary for me. A lot of the movie, a lot of this movie feels unnecessary for me. All right, uh, Anything else? like what, are we? What's happening? I mean, the, no, I mean, the last 45 minutes of the movie is mm. like where you discover, you know, that he just becomes like Liam Neeson himself. You know, yeah, so. yeah. It's just, and, that, and I think that's also my problem with the movie. The mm. fact that Andrew Garfield is a direct mirror of Liam Neeson's struggle uh, at, mm. in the last 45 to 50 minutes of the movie. Mm. Uh, and, they, and they make a point to sort of mention that. Like, Liam Neeson himself makes like... So you didn't, you didn't like that Liam Neeson came back in the, in the end? No, I didn't like that Andrew Garfield's struggle was literally the same as Liam Neeson's struggle. Cause I, well, cause but they don't really talk about Liam Neeson's struggle to an extent at all, except in the first five minutes of the movie where he just like you, falls to his knees. You, but you have to assume that it's exactly the same. because uh, No, they say that it's the same. No, I'm just saying even even before that, it's mm. like you know that Liam Neeson has, he's a, now he has a Japanese name, he has a Japanese wife and a Japanese kid from uh, someone that he inherited that from. And then later on, they um, he, he goes up to the Inquisitor, uh, in quotes, mm. and the Inquisitor say, uh, yeah, someone died and now you'll be having his wife, you'll be having his kid, and you'll be having his home yeah. and it's just direct comparison to what Liam Neeson now has yeah. and at this point it's 15 years later Liam Neeson is dead but we just have to assume that he goes through the same things yeah. you know? but even even like the scenes where like the, Jap- the, like the Japanese soldiers were being tortured mm. and you see Andrew Garfield questioning his faith and making the decision to apostatize or not for their sake yeah. and he keeps telling them to apostatize telling the Japanese people to apostatize mm. and they're all doing it but like that's obviously not what the Inquisitor wants. The Inquisitor wants Andrew Garfield to apostatize. Yes. And so, like, we have enough information to know that Liam Neeson apostatized. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson was a strong man of faith who taught Andrew Garfield his values mm-hmm. on faith. Itself, yeah. So, therefore, it's not that hard of an assumption to make yep. that the same struggle that Garfield is going through is the same moral that struggle that Liam Neeson is going through. And mm-hmm. when we see the scene, like, after they start talking, yep. and then we see the scene of Liam Neeson telling, and I know I know what you're thinking because I've been here, yep. and you're comparing yourself to Jesus. Mm-hmm. After that point, it just broke everything for me. Like, that was a good scene, but after that point, I just didn't care about Andrew Garfield's struggle anymore because I knew what the struggle was at that point. 
Because I knew that he was going to do the same thing that Liam Neeson did. But we didn't actually see... We saw like brief flashbacks of what Liam Neeson went through. Yeah. But we got to see the full extent of it through Andrew Garfield. We got to see it through Garfield. But at that point, it's not whether I wanted to see it. It's I knew what it was, and I didn't care enough at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, I'm not mad that, that it's a direct like, correlation. I'm just mm-hmm. mad that it wasn't interesting enough for me after that direct correlation was, moid, was made 45 minutes before the end of the movie. Do you think your disenfranchisement with religion might, I definitely might, have might a huge bias. play a part in that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a huge bias against religion. I do as well. Like, but, like uh-huh. against the thing of this movie. But like, it's, it's just a way like the information was delivered in this movie that mm-hmm. bothered me a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could have done with a little bit less... Uh, like I, I don't even know how to like say it effectively, but like Liam Neeson's struggle, I feel it's okay to have been similar as Andrew Garfield's struggle, mm-hmm. but not a direct mirror of Andrew Garfield's Why struggle, uh, because it's not interesting at that point. But I mean, it's 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 kind of truthful. It's like something that would very much happen. Yeah, but it's not interesting. But we don't really. I don't, I, we might be. I might just be repeating, but yeah. we don't. We don't fully know exactly what happened to Liam Neeson until it's basically happening to Andrew Garfield. So it just didn't seem like I was getting. It didn't seem like I was seeing the same thing twice. Yeah, Yeah, uh, and and you're right. I don't think it it means that you were seeing the same thing twice. It's just like conceptually, I knew like what the thing was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think moviegoers would. Yeah, it just it just took me out of it. It it it, like the last forty five minutes of the movie were gorgeous and they served their purpose mm. well to like give the end the movie an ending mm. but I was just not invested at all in in the character what part of the movie did you like uh, I, I really like like from the from the time Andrew Garfield gets captured to the time where Kichijira comes back like a third time mm. uh, when he like hears Kichijira's confession the third time those moments are like the ones that I really enjoyed because you got to see Japanese people being tortured you started to get a true feel for like what the morality that Andrew Garfield was going through. Mm. You started to question, to feel his like doubt of faith, mm. and like those were like that was that was like a really strong forty minutes of movie. My favorite uh, doubt of faith uh, moment, besides the um, when, when, I, when I was talking about the Kikichiro uh, giving him the fish and then him eating it so fast without um, blessing it first. Mm-hmm. There's a there's another moment where. Um, it's him and uh, three other people. They're all down on their knees. They're sitting on the ground, mm-hmm. and um, there's a, there's a woman there, and then she's like, uh, she's telling, she's talking to him, and then he was like, yeah, well, you know that we're all about to die. We're all gonna die, just like the people that we've seen die. And why are y'all so calm? Y'all don't know that that's about to happen to us right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's like he's being completely rational, <laughs> you know, actually. Yeah. And um, and they're looking at him like, what the fuck is wrong with him? This is the padre. This is the pastor. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, my father told me, you know, when I die, that I'll be going to Pariso. I go to paradise. So. Wouldn't, wouldn't dying be much better than here, you know, where we have to work so hard and the taxes and everything? Yeah, and you should be the calmest of all of us. Exactly, yeah. yeah it's like you you should be, you, you're you about to go to heaven and be with this Jesus that you're telling us all about. Why are you upset right now? This should be happiness for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was that was one of my favorite scenes. And, too. and that's part of like the strong 40 minutes of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and those like, from that range to like when the thing. See, in my opinion, like the ending, the end was the best. I loved the back and forth between Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And I think it was necessary to have that sit down for to just kind of explain why your efforts are futile. Yeah. And then to have the emotional impact of here's four people hanging upside down by their, and then they got a cut in their neck, yeah. just kind of bleeding them out. It's going to keep happening. They've already apostatized. So 
you I mean, apostatize it's, and you'll save them. It's something yeah. that I couldn't. You be are, a, I've yeah. already told you that Christianity is not going to take root here. No, is yeah. useless yeah. here. There's no room for it. They don't believe in it. Their their God is the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it was something that I couldn't um, get upset about just because we've seen so many movies and parallels are something that is going to be in like 95% of movies. Yeah. You're going to have a parallel, whether it's, you know, showing two separate relationships, two people on different paths, you know, but there's always going to be a parallel. So, I mean, when that, when I'm seeing the parallel of Liam Neeson's character and Andrew Garfield's character, I'm like, yeah, it's movie making. Yeah. It's, it's a movie. I just didn't feel like it was a parallel. I felt like it was like a direct mirror and, I, I, and, and that bothered me. Because because parallel would be like where it's a different situation that could be applied. Well, Liam Neeson saw his people get hot water poured on them, and I mean yeah. that's kind of a different situation. Circumstances, but it, 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 it's like I agree with the the the, the sit down back and forth that Andrew Garfield had with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. That was great. All the conversations between Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield were like a lot of fun to watch. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just. I, the movie looks gorgeous. The editing is great for the most part, minus mm. those like six or seven mistakes that I saw. Uh, the fact that the mu- that the movie has no score is delightful. Uh, really hammers the tension mm-hmm. when there's tension to be hammered. Uh, but ultimately, I just I didn't care enough for any of the characters, and I, I and I didn't feel anything watching the movie. One out of ten. It's like seven. That's a lot higher than I would have thought yeah. you were going to say. That, it's a seven because it looks gorgeous. Like a six, because on, on, yeah. on the scale, on y'all guys' scale, mm-hmm. so the six is the, it's not an abortion, but you can see it if you want to. A seven was the, yeah, check it out. Because I know that this is a movie that a lot of people like. I, know it's a movie I don't think a lot of people, people are like this. Like. I, don't, well, I don't think a lot of people have seen, seen it. it. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah. this is like a, a movie person's it movie. It got no Oscar. It got like a cinematography Cin- notice. And that was it. That was it. That yeah. was really like, this isn't like a, an acclaimed movie that people love. That's not, but there's a lot of movies that have the potential of a lot of people enjoying it. I if disagree. If they're into that kind of movie. Like if they're into that kind of movie, they would enjoy it. I'm just not into that. Well, kind in of this movie. day and a- in this day and age, maybe because you got to really invest in it. Yeah, uh, I can't see like if, if I run into ten people today, I don't think any of them have seen like, or you heard of this movie. Watch Silence in the movie theater. No, you, you got know you don't like. No, that's too yeah. long. I would not sit in the movie theater and watch that. And I, I can't. I, I can't think of many people that I could say you should watch this movie. Like and then they would enjoy it. Like any anybody that I know, I mean, besides you or people that I went to film school with, this isn't the movie for them. See, I. I don't know. I that's, loved the narrative. I think that's what made it. It's real. I mean, top I, I, notch for yes. me. One out of ten. A nine. Eight point six for me. Nine, nine for six. sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm honestly just giving it points because I thought it was pretty and the filmmaking is good. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, I mean, that counts. Like, everything counts. Yeah. There's also a Martin Scorsese cameo that I didn't. Where? Even oh, really? <laughs> when they have a pot when. Andrew Garfield has officially apostatized and they're um, examining items out in a courtyard mm-hmm. and they find a, he finds a rosary yeah. or not just a cross inside of man's robes yeah. as they're taking the man away. Mm-hmm. There's uh, three people sitting at a table watching the man get taken away and he, one of them's fucking Martin Scorsese. <laughs> oh. He's got a hat on, he's got glasses, he's wearing like missionary robes. You That's see right. him for probably three seconds. I was like, that's huh. fucking Martin Scorsese. Huh. It's, All right. pre- it's I didn't notice it till I read like the trivia thing. Mm. I was like, no fucking way. So I went to that scene. It's like it's pretty dope. Holy fuck, that's Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Then he has like his big like caterpillary eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, you can't really see that. He's just got a giant ass like conquistador hat on. Mm. Conquistador. Uh yeah, no, it's a it's a seven out of ten for me. Brian is giving a movie a what was it nine point five? 
It's no Suicide Squad, but you no, know. No, <laughs> but he finally gave a movie above a nine uh, a couple I, weeks ago. I don't remember what it was. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Was it Rocky? Yeah, that makes sense. You gave Rocky Horror Picture Show a nine? nine yeah. Or nine five. Nine five. Jesus, I love that man. Movie. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't because it's something that your favorite. Like, I pinned you down. I was like, yeah. because you believe this is a nine five or because you like it? I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's a nine five. It's a nine five. Yeah, no, and I, I, I genuinely. I think it's a good movie. I, it is not a nice That's like a solid five <laughs> for me. No, I mean, like, general, like overall, like it's probably like an 8.3, mm-hmm. like, overall. But, yeah, you you, you fuck that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think I just, I'm just discovering a very specific style of movies mm-hmm. that I really, I really enjoy stylization in movies. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like an audience anymore. I want to mm-hmm. be involved in the style of the movie. Yes, definitely. Uh, and, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, these type of movies, like Silence, mm-hmm. just make you purposely feel like and like how do you say like a fly in the wall mm. you know and I, i'm just not for that type of movie a lot anymore uh but like the i, I just like movies that take me through an emotional roller coaster mm. and i couldn't emp- I, I really could not empathize with any other character in, in this movie it felt more like a book yeah and i and i i read a lot and i think that's why I, oh i'm sorry i don't know why i was talking like that <laughs> It felt like a book, yeah. and I, I, I liked that uh, that aspect of it. I, I really just thought you would have, like, up and down, been shouting from the heavens about Kikichiro. Like, from the, the se- edge of 17, when I was talking <laughs> shit about the girl, and you was like, no, she's a victim. Like, she, the circumstances were taken away from her. You know, she's not bad. Or the or I feel for Kikichiro. I, I yeah. feel for his situation. I just didn't give a shit about any other characters, really. Like, right. I just didn't care. All right. Like, he was fine... Apostatizing, not apostatizing, mm. being a dick to Andrew Garfield, confessing on it. Like, it was fine. Yeah. I didn't care anyone way or the other. All right. The, the only death that, like, meant something to me was, like, uh, Adam Driver's character. That was the only one that I was kind of, like, sad e- about. Even the, 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 when they washed up on the ocean, the, where, the, where, the hand, where they're being hung on crosses and the, the tide is, is washing them up? Yeah. The, the, only, the only death that it was so expected. Yeah, the only no, death no, that no, legitimately they expected to die, but I'm saying you you had to watch him die. The, the him was, yeah, that was a sad scene. I'm about to say, come on, man. But Adam what? Driver, you know, he's been lied to. You know, mm-hmm. he's been told that Andrew Garfield, his one companion in is, this in this whole country, has apostatized. Yeah. So it was just kind of sad mm-hmm. to watch. And, and he was the one that that like he sacrificed himself for yep. the sake of these people. Yeah, which now, is what, something that. What about the acting? How'd you feel about Andrew acting? Garfield? How did he not get nominated for something in this? Dude, yeah. Andrew Garfield did his fucking thing. Like, I didn't even know anything about Andrew Garfield besides uh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That was it. But Andrew Garfield just moved into my radar from that movie. Like, this guy, a phenomenal actor, phenomenal. Great performance. See, the movie, that movie came out in January in theaters, and he got nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, acting uh, for Hacksaw Ridge oh, for the. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I guess just bad timing or yeah. something that for Probably silence because I think he would have been nominated twice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like the acting. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver killed that shit. And like a lot of the 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 Japanese actors, mm-hmm. I don't know their names, so yeah. did like an amazing job. Yeah. I really, I really loved the way that characters interacted. I just didn't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was floored by Andrew Garfield. Yes. Like killed it. And, oh, yeah. and Adam Driver too. He lost like fifty pounds for the role. Yeah. yeah. Are, were those prosthetic ears or those are just his ears? Those are just, just his ears. ears. Those are fucking crazy. He's a weird. <laughs> he's got a weird face. Yeah. A very he, he weird does. face, especially when it's like all emaciated looking. Yeah. He looks like an alien. Yeah, he did. He did. Great actor. Sorry. Yeah. He, that's, he, that's kind of a low blow. I mean, that's what <laughs> he's he looked great. Like. He looked like that. <laughs> uh, overall, I think it's like if you're into this kind of movie, I think you should watch it. 
It's a great and drama. It's a great drama. Mm. Yeah. I'm not recommending this movie to anybody. Yeah. I but recommend it to people that are into this kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, but it's just, I mean, it's just from, um, it's um, just projecting onto other people. It's like I, just the people that I've surrounded myself with, if they're not into the, like the film world, then I don't think this movie connects with them at all. I recommend it. Or if they're heavily Christian themselves. I've only recommended it to my grandparents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they loved it. Are they Christian? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I could, mm-hmm. I could, I could recommend it to, to heavily Christian people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, a well-made good, good faith movie, yeah. Yeah. Christian faith. All right. Cool. And that's it hey. for this episode. Uh, not well, for the episode. We got the closing. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, television and closing. Uh, be right back. Uh, back. Uh, welcome back. Uh, closing. Oh, Jeez, goodness. Rick. All right, let's put some, some pep into this. Because, like, you know, in, in, in the end with a podcast, it's like we want to be informative, but above else, like, I also want to be entertaining. Right. You know, a lot of people that are listening, you're either on a treadmill, you're at your job right now, uh, listening in secret, you know, or you're, you're on the way commuting somewhere, you know. So if, if you haven't watched a movie like Silent or mm-hmm. Silence or 400 Blows or a lot of the movies that you probably are never going to watch, at least we can keep you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least we can keep you entertained in the meantime. But this is um, the, this I still have a lot of vitriol for 400 blows, blows by the way. Right, yeah. I, I still genuinely hate that movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we talked about this last week, it was like, I don't understand the hatred for, for such oh, movies and television shows. I hate that movie. Who directed 400 Blows? Um, uh, Truffaut. Truffaut, yeah. Truffaut. Uh, but this this week in television and movie premieres, starting with television, Tuesday, October the 3rd through Monday, October the 9th. Uh, the first show is going to be Tuesday, the October the 3rd, Blackish. Oh, Has yeah, anybody I've seen heard that? About that. Uh, Anthony Anderson and um, so Tracy Ellis Ross. That's his name, Anthony Anderson. I never, I never learned his name. Oh yeah, yeah. I've Anthony been, I've seen him around for like maybe ten years, and I never, oh, yeah. never learned his name. Do you ever see a movie? Um, what's the uh, White Castle? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Mm-hmm. He's in that. Nice. For like 15 seconds. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, Kangaroo Jack. You seen Kangaroo Jack? Yep. <laughs> no, I love that not. movie. Kangaroo Jack is one Anthony of my Anderson. That sounds terrible. Anthony what, Anderson. what is this? Anthony it's Anderson bugs me, man. <laughs> it's a disgusting movie. Okay. It's, it's a fun guilty pleasure. It sounded like that, that movie that you brought up when I said that uh, Whitney, uh, Whoopi Goldberg has never had a bad movie, and then you pulled up something. It sounds like that kind of movie. <laughs> Sorry, Dude, Anthony Anderson, <laughs> was in, Anthony Anderson was in The Departed. He was? Scorsese's. No, he was. Yeah, you're right. He's in the department. Yeah. Was he a cop or something? He was a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the next thing, but that's a Tuesday, October the 3rd. Check out Blackish. They're on like season four or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on ABC, but I'm not watching them, but somebody is because they got four or five seasons. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, next thing is going to be Thursday, October the 5th. You're going to love this, Brian. I'm going to kill myself. You're going to love this. <laughs> Thursday, October the 5th, Ghost Wars. I'm going to kill myself. It's a horror on the Sci-Fi Channel at 10 p.m., a remote Alaskan town is overrun by paranormal forces in this new series starring Meatloaf. I beg your pardon? Who's Meatloaf? <laughs> Me- Meatloaf from, um, from Little Shop of Horrors. He comes in and he sings a rock and roll song. Fight oh, 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 oh okay. Sorry, Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fight- I thought for a second I imagined a dog. What were you going to say? Fight Club. Meatloaf oh, was in Fight Club? Club? Meatloaf is in Fight Club. Was he the big, the big titted man? <laughs> oh, shit. He was. Yeah. <laughs> That's Meatloaf. I never, Rick, I never picked that up. You never knew Meatloaf was in Fight Club? No. Oh, wow. I mean, now that you said it, I can see it now, but I didn't, I've seen Fight Club a number of times and didn't yeah. connect that. Yeah, I've seen Fight Club seven times. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, but well, that's, fuck yeah, Meatloaf. Uh, but that's, that's Ghost Wars, Thursday, see, October the 5th. I'm fine with that because that's on the sci-fi channel, mm-hmm. and it's obviously shit. fictional. <laughs> and shit. It's, and it's obviously shit. Yeah. 
But it's fictional. Yes. Right? I see this said in the goddamn history channel mm-hmm. by some cunt telling me that he found a way to like record <laughs> electromagnetic like voice phenomenons yep. that communicate with the goddamn afterlife. Yep. That if anyone did in real life, they get the Nobel it would warrant a goddamn Nobel Prize yes. for discovering the goddamn afterlife. Yes. So History Channel can suck my goddamn cock. Yeah. History Channel hasn't been good since 2005. Yeah. Bullshit. It's been a while. Animal Planet's getting there too. Animal Planet can fuck right off too. <laughs> Animal Planet's getting bad. Yeah, Animal Planet. Animal Planet's getting bad. Discovery Channel lost MythBusters, so now they're kind of on the same track. MythBusters was whack anyway. What the fuck? What? <laughs> what the fuck is this? You don't like MythBusters? Why would I like MythBusters? What do you mean? Why would you not it like? It just depends on the myth. Yeah. I mean, it's that bullshit bust. though. Like, <laughs> what do you mean it's bullshit? A myth is bullshit. Like, why do I need to see bullshit get bullshit? I mean, it's just bullshit. But no. it might not be myth. Yeah, it might not be. Which is why they bust it. Yeah. <laughs> How many times is it not a myth? Like at least, like it's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's like at least half and half. Really? Like I've seen episodes where like all of the myths have been proven true and all of the myths have been proven false. I don't know. It's like, I guess yeah. I've, I've only checked for like seven or eight episodes and the myth was either that's clearly bullshit or people don't believe this. You know, there was never like a line to where I was on either way to where I don't know if this is a myth or it's not a myth. Like no, I, like I, I at least the first that. like maybe like five seasons mm. were all pretty like, Hey, this is actually interesting, like scientific idea that we can prove. Right. And like they just built and blew shit up. It was a great time. And I love Jamie, not Jamie, um, Adam Savage. Okay. Adam Savage is just a good host for anything. Adam Savage, I like that yeah. name. It's cool as fuck. Twenty one. Uh, but that's um that's <laughs> Thursday, October the fifth, Ghost Wars on Sci-Fi Channel at ten p.m. Uh, the next and lastly, oh, there's gonna be one more after that. I'm still uh, upset at Sci-Fi for canceling Office. Just yeah, never gonna that get that there. back. No. Uh, next is going to be Friday, October the 6th, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Have you guys heard anything about this? Nope. Um, Marsha, Marsha P. Johnson was, um, I can't say one of the first, but one of the um, the most popular, vocal, and um, notable uh, in the LGBTQ community in the uh, the 60s. Um, this uh, Marsha, Marsha P. Johnson uh, was killed, and the uh, the police said that it was a suicide, right. but everyone in the community d- does not believe that Marsha would have uh, killed herself. Okay. Um, if you see this trailer, I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's very informative. It's something that I, that I want to watch um, because, I mean, just, just as, a, as a black male, I feel like my plight is just now becoming in the forefront, you know, because of police brutality and, right. and the things that are going on. But the LGBT community, regardless of numbers, like their plight has not reached the full forefront of the attention of America yet. And I feel like a movie like this, I mean, and that's unfortunate that we have to get it through entertainment in order to for people to pay attention. But I think this this documentary is strong enough for people to to care. Right. You know, and that, Interesting. Uh, that's but yeah, um, that's the death and life of Marsha P. Johnson. Uh, it's a documentary on Netflix, Friday, October the 6th. Please check that out. Cool. I think that's going to be great. Um, the next thing is going to be Saturday, October the 7th. Spielberg. Spielberg. That's just the name of the show. It's on on HBO. It's going to be one hour long. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Liam Neeson are going to be on it. Uh, But basically, Spielberg is just talking about how his his process of making movies from the beginning to the end. That should be fucking great. That would be really cool. Oh, yeah. That would be really, really cool. Yeah. Where is this from again? HBO. Okay. God damn it with the fucking HBO. It's going to be on HBO. He's very hit or miss, but he'll go go down as definitely one of the legends. What? What? Spielberg. What? Spielberg's hit or miss. What? What what movie have been a miss for him for you? What are you uh, talking about? I, will kill I think you. I've I think I've only seen the hits. So I don't think I've seen the misses. I'm gonna have to. You You're keep tripping. You tell me. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> All right, uh, Jaws. That was a hit. Et. That was a hit. Jurassic hit. Park. Hit. Schindler's hit. List. Hit. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hit. hit. Saving Private Ryan. Hit. Close Encounters of the Third Fourth Kind. I haven't seen that. 
came out in 1977. That's a great movie. That is a hit. Yeah. Um, AI, Artificial Intelligence with Will Smith. Haven't seen that. Yeah, that's a, eh, not necessarily yeah, a hit. It's kind of like almost Smith. Yeah. Uh, the, co- right. the Color Purple. Um, y'all aren't black, so I don't, you don't have to have seen that, but it's a great movie. Shame when you actually know. You got to see that. Uh, the Color Purple, that's a hit. Um, Minority Report. I know, I know a movie that's a hit. That's a mess. Uh, the Big Friendly Giant. BFG? BFG. Yeah, M- Minority mess. Report, anybody? I, I, I liked it. Jonathan? I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Minority Report? I know. I know. <laughs> We're talking shit. Uh, <laughs> c- catch Me If You Can. I don't remember if I like okay. that one. That's okay. That is a hit. That is Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom, uh, Tom Hanks. It's yeah. a fucking hit. Uh, BFG, that's not a hit. No, that's not that's a hit. That's not a hit. That's a, that's a mess. That's a big mess. Big the, fucking the mess. The Adventures of 1010. And Ho- You know, the only, the only bad, bad movie I'm going to say is Hook. And that's not bad, bad. No. Okay, I thought you were about to say Hook was bad, bad. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But I'm saying that's that's the only that's the only thing that I can put in there as like, and, and BFG, and Out the of, Adventures of Tintin. I didn't see that. I don't yeah. know. I don't okay, know. maybe I work. Maybe I misjudged. And I, and I named out like yeah. At least and I'm, seven I'm looking right. I'm, I'm looking right now, and, I'm and like, then oh, three that or four bad that y'all didn't even see that were hits. Lincoln, like I haven't even seen. Lincoln. That's just great. War, I've seen War Horse. War Horse is great. This is amusing. <laughs> It's hits. It's Indiana hit Jones after of hit. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The, oh, was, hold on, hold garbage. on. Oh, hold that, on. That was hot ass. Yeah. That See, I'm good. not. I'm not counting sequels and and you know. No, after they that. count. If he made a movie, that shit counts. Like I'm. I was only counting the first Jurassic Park. No. Like Dude, I don't Crystal even count Skull has like okay reviews. I'm, it's a kind, garbage kind, movie. I'm kind of floored. Did, uh, did he do Jurassic Park three? No. Jurassic no, Park he was two? done two. One and okay. two. Was two good? Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's that's it for that's it for uh, television. Uh, Saturday, October seventh. That's Spielberg. So check that out on HBO. Spielberg's a shit. <laughs> Fucking guy. <guys. Yeah>, I... <laughs> oh, can I get to the slander that happened last week? I'm glad we got Jonathan here yeah. right now. <laughs> what there happened? was some slander here last week about um, what's my guy? Uh, Two thousand and one. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Oh yeah, the Stanley that. Kubrick slander. They they both came up here. Uh, they were saying that two, num- number one, two thousand and one. Now they're good. It's boring, that, it's boring and it's long. Who said that? It was, These two guys. It was me and Alyssa. Brian and Alyssa. And Alyssa. 2001 is overrated. I it's, didn't say it was overrated. I said it was boring and way too slow, but it's still like a good, okay movie. Mm. Like, I enjoy it. It's just slow as fuck. My, my, you should, my rage. It is slow. If you would have seen... Slow. If you would have seen my rage, yeah. and then <laughs> and then they went on to say about how Clockwork Orange should be remade. And then Brian also talked about how much he hated a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You hate a Listen, Clockwork Orange? I don't know if I hate what, what I hate more, the fact that you suggest it get remade. <laughs> no, they, I didn't do that. No, no, no. no they, they, they fixed it. They fixed it. They said, don't remake the movie. You know, remake a book of it. The, the, book. the book. I want to I see the book, the book reimagined. Yeah. They want to see a different screenplay completely from the yeah. book. But here's what I say about Clockwork Orange. I think as good as a movie as it is, it's not a movie that I ever want to watch again. Mm. You know, I, I, I genuinely, I hated my experience watching that movie. But the movie is well made. Just uncomfortable? It was, it was uncomfortable. It was anxiety inducing. It was, it was it wasn't, morally it wasn't. disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and it was. The point. I, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was the point of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I hated the movie, but I like what the movie did. It's a well-made movie, but I hate watching that movie. It's not a movie that I. That's kind of how I feel about Requiem for a Dream. I love that fucking movie. Oh my Beautifully god! Beautifully made, but I'll never fucking watch it again. What? That's Marlon Wayans' best un- acting performance he's ever done in it's his too life. Too uncomfortable. That's great. With That's how I feel about like it. the heroin shit. I can't do it. It was. It was dope. It was. It was I thought it looked really good. That was awesome movie. Like really, like great. It's a great movie. Yeah. I don't. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, 
it's too uncomfortable. I had to I had to rewatch that movie for the uh, What's in the Bag, uh, the quick cuts. So it was like um, they did that in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, they, yeah. They do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. See, that's how I feel about Clockwork Orange. Like I noticed that it's a cinematic masterpiece. I fucking hate watching it, and I won't want to watch it again. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I guess the this the subject matter. Yeah, that was just, just a little was, too much. Is yeah, my my only thing is like if calling something shit like like Logan. <laughs> Logan is like I didn't I came over here and was like I didn't enjoy that. I was like it was boring. I can't recommend it to anybody. But it's like an eight point two out of ten. It's just not my thing. Yeah, you know. So it's just like as long as we're not saying that these things are bad. Yeah, no, I didn't say know? it was a shit movie. Yeah. Same with same with two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yeah. I just much prefer the Russian version of Space Odyssey, Solaris. Which came out around the Solaris. same time. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's a better movie than Space Odyssey. I've, I haven't seen it, but just sight and scene, I want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys are, I know you're still going to mention your movies, but you guys ready for the the new Yorgos movie? The new what movie? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, out with a movie. he's got a movie coming out in August, in October called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Got, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got Colin Farrell. I haven't again. heard about that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it in a weird way. Yeah, like, I don't know anything about it. The lobster's the shit. I yes, can't wait is. to watch it. I love the yeah. movie. Loved. Uh, but yeah, all right. The first movie is Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Okay. I'm, I'm into, into it. that a little bit? Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Winnie Robin? the Pooh, Christopher Robin. It's a PG movie, 107-minute runtime, listed as a biography, family history movie. Uh, rundown is a behind-the-scenes look at the life and author of A.A. Mine and the creation of Winnie the Pooh. Okay. It's all got right. Dom Hall, Dom and Hall Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason is in it and Margot Robbie. Who's got such a resume, man? Yeah, he yeah, does. Dude's been on everything. Dude, Gleason's the shit. And he came yeah. out of fucking nowhere, too. Like, his dad's the shit, too. Who's that? Who's that? Um, Jack, he's, his dad was in In Bruges. Jack oh, Gleason. Really? Oh, Jack Gleason. shit. That's his dad. Fuck, I don't recognize him. All right. Who did he play? The bald guy? I don't think he's bald. Nah, we'll figure it out. He'll, he'll search it up. All right, the, uh, the next show is, I mean, the next movie is going to be Breathe. Uh, Breathe. Breathe is a PG-13 movie, 117-minute runtime. It's a biography, drama, romance. Uh, the rundown is the inspiring true love story of Robin and Diana, uh, an adventurous couple who refuse to give up in the face of devastating disease. Their heartwarming celebration of human possibilities marks the directorial debut of Andy Serkis, uh, starring Claire Foy, Andrew Garfield. Mm. Yeah, Breathe. Garfield. Oh, yeah, that's Andrew, Andy Serkis' directorial debut. Hey. Oh, fuck, is that directed? Mm-hmm. He never directed anything. Oh, and it's Brendan Gleeson. Jack Gleeson played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Uh, that's Brendan Gleeson. What did he play? Oh, oh, he played. I love that. He's Mad Eye Moody in mm-hmm. Harry Potter as well. Nice. Okay. I fucking love that guy. I didn't know he was. Uh, that's Dom Hall's. Yeah. God damn. Nice. Dom Hall was in uh, Mother. Yeah, he was. Very briefly. I like, see like that movie. Solid five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next movie is going to be 7852. It's a 91-minute runtime. It's a documentary, an unprecedented look at the iconic shower scene in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Wait, what was the name of it? Uh, 7852. 7850. Is that the... No, that's not the runtime. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. No, the runtime is uh, 91 minutes. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Like, I thought like that was like the, the time code of the scene because oh. I heard another number. Dude, mm. as a but former God. film student, I am so embarrassed to say I've only seen one Alfred Hitchcock movie. Which one? The one they made you watch in class? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> North, North by Northwest. Northwest. I love that movie too. I haven't seen Vertigo, Rear, Rear Window, The Rear Birds. Good. I haven't seen the Psycho. Birds, I've seen Psycho two good. movies. I've seen what? I've seen two. two, two I want to see Vertigo. Vertigo's good. Vertigo's really good. Yeah. I've yeah, seen. Uh, so many I haven't seen. 
I've seen Psycho and yep. North by Northwest. I just have not gone down that road yet. He was one of my favorite people as a kid. Um, like I said before, um, at, at nighttime, all the kid stuff would go off and you only had adult stuff. And Alfred Hitchcock had a television show called Alfred Hitchcock Presents. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really great. There's only two seasons of it, but that's what got me into it. But check that out. It's kind of like a Twilight Zone. So Okay, I got that vibe from him. But that's, um, but that's 7852. Um, there's nobody Is it just specifically at the shower scene? Yeah, it's only the shower scene. How the fuck are they going to make a 90... I like mean, that's, they, it's they shot it like a hundred and something times, yeah. I think. Damn, over that's and Jamie over Lee again. Curtis's mom. Yeah, oh. like they said, they said they they did that the, the shot that's on the uh, on the front, mm -hmm. just her grabbing the thing. That was like a hundred takes just of her grabbing the goddamn shower oh, curtain. Damn. Yeah, this guy's meticulous. Oh, yeah. uh, the next movie is Happy Death Day. It's a PG-13 movie, 96-minute runtime, horror mystery thriller. A college student relives the day of her murder with both its unexceptional and, uh, whoa, until she discovers her killer identity. This she is bullshit. Up. It's like a time loop. Yeah. This is, uh, The trailer like does not look good. It looks like a bad movie to it's watch. It's going to be teenagers galore. Yeah, it comes out Friday the 13th. I'm not, well, it's, it says you know, October, Friday the 13th. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Uh, the next thing is uh, The Foreigner. It's a rated uh, R. Looking forward to that. 114-minute runtime. A humble businessman with a buried past six justice. It's, it's Jackie Chan. It's yeah. Jackie Chan. It's a, isn't it I Foreigner instead of The Foreigner? It says The Foreigner. Uh, the, the poster in, the, in, in North Lake says I Foreigner. Does it look like it's I Foreigner to you because the D is spelled like that? You're saying it's like this is a poster and the D looks like an I. It's just, um, it might be. It might yeah. be that. But yeah, um, this is a Jackie Chan movie. So um, yeah. if you fucks with Jackie Chan, it's like Taken with Jackie Chan, True. except the girl dies. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but but the girl d dies in this. Yeah, the girl the girl dies at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know. And, about like, that. He's just like seeking revenge. Like I want a revenge movie where you go to 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 save the person and then they're killed right in front of you. I think I think she dies in an explosion in front of him. No, I don't want that. I'm mean, I'm talking about the whole movie. So like we watch like an hour and a half of a movie for him to save this girl, and then he gets to the girl, and then the villain just slits her throat right in front of you as you're trying to save her. Okay. And at that point, I, can I don't it. really care anymore because there's going to be no fucking way that Jackie Chan's doing his own stunts, which is the coolest part. No, about yes, he is. Movies. You really think that man's yep. doing his own stunts yes. still? Yep. That, that, he's a stubborn man. He might do, like, if not all of them, like most of them. Seriously. He's got to be pushing the, 70, man. But the, He's like 70, yeah. He's, yeah. he's in there. But at least, like, uh, probably the stunts won't be as complicated mm -hmm. as this other stuff. He's 63. Yeah. He's doing it, man. I, I bet you he will. Uh, but uh, the next thing is going to be The Mountain Between Us. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that movie. The Mountain Between Us. It's a uh, movie. Kate. Winslet. Yeah, it's uh, the Kate Winslet and Idris Elba movie. Yeah. So if you guys have seen trailers <laughs> for this, then you know to stay away. I fucking, I've seen, like, I've went to the movie like four times. Mm -hmm. and I've seen that, like, that trailer at least six times. Stay away from that. It's just fucking hate. It's I don't stay know why, away. like, it, I feel like and as well-established actors as they are, I don't know, I feel like they would see that coming. Like, doesn't it look, like, boring to you? It don't yep. you feel? Yeah. I mean, what, what about uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence? They, they couldn't see passengers? I, I guess. I, I guess it's totally different when you're actually starring well, in it. But well, sometimes it's, a, it's one of those things where like say, hey, if you make this movie for us, we'll fund another project. That, that happens often, That happens yes. a lot, too. Okay, yeah. cool. So it might be one of those cases, but mm -hmm. fuck passengers, and uh, I don't want to see the matter between us. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, ne the next movie is something I was excited about, but now I'm not going to see it. It's uh, My Little Pony, the movie. <laughs> I saw the poster for that the I other day. I can't wait to see the fucking clientele that walks in. <laughs> 
man. Like my, over the summer, my, my daughter was watching all the My Little Ponies, and then she like put me on game, showed me like the different tiers of ponies, and there's different kind of ponies that do different kind of things and shit. And I was like, oh, this is very intricate and thought out, and they put a lot of time and effort into this thing. But the movie isn't isn't gonna bring anybody in that doesn't already like My Little Pony. Like they don't have any big name stars: yeah. Emily Blunt, uh, Liv Schreiber, and Michael Pena. I like Emily Blunt. I mean, not enough for me to, enough to go see My Little Pony. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like you you don't have enough heavy hitters to bring in outside people that don't really already watch My Little Pony. And uh, the last movie is a movie I really wanted to see, but now I'm not going to see it because fuck this movie. It's um, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> it's rated R, 163 minute runtime sci-fi thriller. A young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years, starring Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. Nope, not doing it. See, the I, I want to give this movie a chance, because mm. even though I hate not it. Not at Blade all. Runner, nope. Not at all. I mean, yeah, I eventually watch stuff, but it's like I'm not going to watch it in the movie theaters, and I'm not pressed to steal it on the television. Like, I, I hated the original Blade Runner. I, I disliked it a lot. I mean, I don't feel as strongly enough as hate, you know, but I, 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 I have, I strongly dislike this movie. I am very comfortable with my use of the word hate. I mean, yeah, you, you hate a lot of things. <laughs> sure. Uh, but uh, it's I, listen, I listen to that podcast. I didn't Did disagree with anything. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Blade Runner, yeah. It's like, it's, uh. But I do want to listen. It's not really Scott, and it's, it's got Ryan Gosling. Yep. So I'm hopeful that this movie will be good. Honestly, dude. Mm-hmm. Denny Villeneuve. That's why I would want to watch it. Mm. Who Denny made Hill? Arrival? Den- oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Sicario. Yeah, Prisoners. Yep. That's it's, what, it's like gonna I'm, be. I'm fucking, my it's gonna be. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna look mm. beautiful. I can't wait. And like the trailer mm. shots are gorgeous too. He's I'm throwing the, he, my coins at the director of this movie. He's one of the best. Yeah. Can't do it. I mean, I, I love directors. You know how I am about directors. If it's mm-hmm. a good director, I'm giving you a shot. But. This the franchise has already fucked me, so now I need more than that. I have to have you go pay money to see it, and Jonathan pay money to see it, and then hear back we from real people. Both will not pay money to see it. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that I, I will not be so seeing if you that. Be a, if you just wanted to be a guest, yeah, to come watch it, we get free yeah. movies. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, y'all yeah. work at the fucking movie theaters. Y'all ain't paying to see shit. That's where y'all can see any <laughs> shit movie you want to see. <laughs> it means nothing to y'all. You go see like I would have to pay eleven bucks to see that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring a guest. Yeah, I'll come as a guest. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that. It's same thing with like, uh, what's the Ben Affleck movie I was hell against seeing because uh, I knew it was going to be shit. The Accountant. Like, I want to yeah. pay for that, but as a guest, yeah, I'll come see a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's it for television and movies. All right, cool. I started ironically saying lit, and now I can't stop. I want to fucking... Oh my it's lit! My, Liddy McTeddy! <laughs> that one's still fun. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the long-ass fucking episode that we got for you uh, yeah. today. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can, you can find us on Twitter mm. at underscore FFS Podcast. Mm. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast app, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play Music app under the name for film's sake. My personal Twitter handle is at Brown Archija. I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. Hey. And Jonathan, uh, you don't do the social media. I don't media got a Twitter. Yeah, okay. They're Twitters. All right, fair enough. You I used to have a Twitter. Did you? Did you ever yeah. use it? Yeah, I had a decent follower count. Oh, nice. Quit doing it. I don't blame you. I still got my social media. I'm just not on it as much as I... That makes sense. Should. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks, it was nice guys. having you. It was again. fun. Oh, yeah. Very fun. picking this movie. 
Yeah. You're saying that sarcastically. But I'm saying that I kind of knew what I was in for. It was such a long movie. I was like, they're not. They might like it. No, you keep bring more movies like this. Yeah, like, the, like the Place Beyond the Ponds and this. Like I like divisive type movies. Uh-huh. No. Place Beyond the Ponds was really good. I enjoyed that one. Uh, anyway, so thank you for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. We will see you guys next week for the next episode. Bye! Bye. Bye.